now on the air. So I actually had something arcade-related. Uh, I started yesterday. I actually got a shipping container, a 20-foot shipping container brought to my house. What? And uh, I am unloading my entire basement. All my games are going into it, All everything else, and I'm gutting this place. And I'm actually recording every single step of this thing. Wait. Hopefully, one day, I'll actually get it up all online. So you're re redoing the whole uh, your whole arcade space? Yeah, I, I mean it's it was kind of a finished basement when I bought the house ten years ago, um, and my father-in-law owns a flooring company, and he put in some like hotel carpeting, which is kind of funky but not really arcade-ish. And but over the years, I've been renewing my upstairs, and I've been basically running all my electrical, and I redid all my plumbing and everything all through the ceiling that I took down in the basement. So I've got walls ripped apart, like, every five feet there's a hole in the walls, and, and the ceiling's completely gone. So it was my idea at one point to just remove everything and just gut this thing to uh, bear... Actually, not even bare studs. I'll actually be putting up the new walls and everything. Also, I'll be starting from scratch. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I had a... I found out one of my students, because I teach web development, uh, one of my students turns out to have had a drywall business for the last 30 years. Oh, that's a good skill to have. And he's actually looking for a 60-in-1. Oh, nice. Okay. So he's actually going to be doing, for my upstairs, I'm going to make a vertical multi-cab, and he's going to, because um, I got in my kitchen, and I've put new windows in because I have a view off my deck and stuff. So he's going to do my upstairs for a vertical, and then once the basement's done, I'm going to do a horizontal for him, and he'll do the, the basement for me. Nice trade. Well, that's cool. That'll save you a lot of money. Yeah, I have to buy the materials, but you know, drywall's $5 a board, so that's not the big deal. It's the labor that's expensive stuff. Yeah, well, and finishing drywall like properly and nicely is a real pain in the butt. Yeah, I, I've tried it, and I don't enjoy it at all. So. Yeah, funk all that crap. Yep. So I'm hoping that uh, by the end of the year, I'm hoping this place will be up and running. Yeah. Nice. Was it mostly just like finishing walls and finishing floors kind of stuff? You doing uh, any electrical work or? I'll be running all. This is the only area that I haven't run electrical because I was I basically tapped out my electrical box for my house, so I have to go get a an upgraded line brought in or a sub panel brought in or something like that. Yeah. I've actually met another arcade collector who happens to be a licensed electrician as well. So bonus. <laughs> yeah, I can do all those those stuff in my house, but. To actually get a new line brought in, they have to shut the power from the street and stuff, and that you actually have to have a licensed electrician to do. So he is willing to help me on that part of it. So this is it's turning out to be a good thing. That's nice. awesome. So how how long do you project it's going to take you to get the, the job done? Probably the end of the year. I'll do that. Because I still have to look over. I look after my two year old. So so last night I started I, I got it yesterday and I think I worked until it got dark I probably worked for two hours and I hauled uh, 10 games out of here wow. and packed them in the shipping container and I still have another 20 to go so wow whatever you do do not drywall the ceiling no I'm, it's gonna all get sprayed flat black uh, actually another bonus my neighbor his son has a um, a painting company, and they actually did the whole outside of my house. I developed a website for him, and he painted the entire outside of my house. And so I'm going to get him to 
spray the inside ceiling flat black once it's all said and done. Nice. That's the one regret of my house is we drive all the ceiling and every time a pipe bursts or something breaks, it's another hole. Yeah. I've I've run up Pex, Pex plumbing throughout my whole house, so every single line is dedicated. Every oh, single nice. fixture has its own line going from a manifold in my basement here, so it's uh it's gonna be pretty cool once it's all done. Yeah. yeah. Don't so I, yeah, I was excited yesterday. I was tired as hell. And at eight o'clock last night I was just like, screw it, I'm hauling some games out of here. Don't forget when you pack that stuff in there, don't forget about putting stuff on top of the games in there. Yeah. Everything else in my basement pretty much, except for these board games that you can see right here, uh, they're they're going to be sold here. Um, we've been packing for the last six months everything into uh, bins. So my wife got, you know, a Target came to Canada last year, and then they closed down within a year, <laughs> all 100 and some odd locations. And so my wife was, like, totally shopping at Target when they were closing down, and we got, I don't know, she bought, like, 40 or 50 Rubbermaid bins for two bucks a piece or something. Nice. So we, yeah, we've got bins like stacked up all over the place. So they're all going on top of the games. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I store a lot of parts on top of mine in the containers that I have. I got three containers, so I know how it works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping these are just. This is just temporary, but. <laughs> Do you own that container? Did you rent it or lease it? We're renting it, but for the first year, you can rent to own it. So if we keep it for a year, it kind of breaks even if we decide to buy it. Yeah, you, you won't regret having it, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they're, they're illegal where I live to have them on residential properties, though, so not, I'm not 100% sure if we'll be keeping it. I'd like to, but it depends on what my neighbors think. All you got to do is paint it like it looks like something, so it's not an idea. Yeah. The idea was to clad it in cedar, but even that's illegal here still. They don't like metal structures for some reason. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're really backwards. It's solid and heavy. Where's it gonna go? Uh, their fears rust. Oh, okay, but so, it's not like wood can't rot, right? Yeah, you know, like ban all the cars too. Why not? It's just the city where I'm in, which is Surrey, Vancouver itself. They've actually been building low-income housing and uh, women's shelters and stuff like that with uh, shipping containers. So I'm hoping my city changes their idea about it. Yeah. What one bonus though? Taking the first six games out last night uh, before I got to the other ones, uh, I found two more bins that were filled with uh, board sets. So I got to go look through those. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> you always are totally having like, hey, here's another bin of like ten awesome boards. There was there was yeah, there's two bins probably with fifteen games in each one. So I got to go through those. <laughs> I remember when I was first look, bought all this huge lot, there was a bunch of, like, there was a Ghost and Goblins, and there was um, a Bagman, and none, that stuff hadn't shown up, so I figured it was somewhere, and I, I think I found them. Ghosts and Goblins, that's a pretty penny now. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I bought the set, because I bought the a set of 110 boards for 700 bucks, and that board alone is like 350 bucks. Yeah. American, which is like 450 Canadian, so... <laughs> one or two board sets and that whole lot was paid for nice. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm looking for right now is a uh, a versus Nintendo PPU the same one that's used in verse golf and mock rider and is uh, that zero zero two yep yeah Castlevania uses that one I believe yeah uh, that's correct <laughs> I got a I bought a uh 
uh, untested versus board with a Top Gun Konami daughter card on it. Nice. And uh, for like, I think it was like with shipping, it was like 75 bucks. Wow, that's a buy. And uh, I haven't tested the versus board yet, but um, I uh, I replaced the CPU on the Konami daughter card, and um, Top Gun it, it wouldn't boot. But then Top Gun booted up with a different CPU, so nice. So I've got the daughter card, and I've got the uh, CPU. So I just need um, an O2 PPU, and I'll burn a Castlevania ROM, and I'll be good to go. Did um. I just got a uh, private message on Claw from Nutter Pac-Man, who's got a lot of Versus stuff, you know. And um, he was asking me about that same exact PPU, so I don't know. He said that he was going to be selling one and wanted to know he couldn't remember what I got mine for. And I, I got mine for 40 bucks, so I told him that's what I paid. So. Oh, cool, because that's, that's the guy I'm talking to. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Good. That, that's what it made me wonder. Um, I, so I told him forty bucks, which is yeah. a good price. Yeah. That's exactly what I offered him was forty bucks shipped. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't really sure, and some other guy had private messaged me like directly and asked, and I told him like, well, he, you know, thirty-five is probably a good price, and he was like, oh, that's way too low. Ah uh, so, no. Not no. going to deal with that guy, but another Pac-Man, he basically wrote me and said, well, I don't really know, but let me find out. He sold he sold me one for 40 bucks, and that's what I told him, because he, he okay. said, uh, I need to know what a good price is, and I couldn't remember, so I just told him that. Okay, cool. So we should yeah. be able to make a deal then. I'll be able to get yeah. one from him then. Yeah. If you so, don't I mean, let me... not, it's not like a rare PPU, so... No, it's pretty common, you know. Yeah. If you don't let me know, because there's a Seattle guy who literally has... Hundreds and hundreds of those things. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> sure. Yeah, he, he took out an old like warehouse or Nintendo warehouse one time, and he's got so much Nintendo stuff, it's crazy. Um, does he have a lot of CPUs then? Yeah, he's got he's got he's got every single thing multiple times. Okay, cool. Cause uh, I could totally use like two to three uh, working CPUs. If, yeah, uh, I can. I can. I was he actually was wanting to get out of it, and he was trying to get me to buy his entire thing, but it was going to be thousands of dollars. Right. And I, I mean, I, because he's got a lot, like a lot of stuff. So he's probably he's got a Gradius too. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Should I, uh, what's, uh, should I just uh, PM you on, like, what do you, yeah, just, what's just a, send me a PM and I'll just message him and see what he wants. Because I know, I don't know if he was all gung-ho about splitting everything up and just selling right. piece by piece. He just wanted to get rid of everything, kind of. Okay. But, I mean, if, if there's something I'm looking for or if I know someone's looking for something, he might, he might sell okay. something. Yeah. Alright. Because I really need... CPUs are at the top of my list. I, I'm so tired of only having one game going on my <laughs> red tent oh. right now. Oh, yeah, that's right, because one of your CPUs died. Yeah, and then those stupid chi <laughs> Chinese ones. Yeah, they don't work that well. <laughs> oh, it, it was a disappointment, but I mean, it's it's good to know, I guess. They sent me. A, they're like, "Why'd you leave us? You know, neutral feedback." Uh, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "I'm not gonna send these back to you for a refund. That, that's not even worth it at this at this point. You know, I paid like like what thirty bucks for the three of them. It's like, yeah, I'll just eat it. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm not, guys, I'm not gonna get you positive feedback because that's gonna take me like weeks to yeah. Those guys have like seventeen thousand feedback though. So. Yeah. So I don't know why they're so worried. Yeah, I um, you know, the, my best source so far has just been when I bought the versus boards themselves. Yeah. So I mean, I have four total CPUs right now, 
and two working boards, so it kind of works out. But if I if I get one of these other boards that I have working, you know, and I want to put a game on that, then yeah, I'm gonna need like another couple. Well, it's crazy. I have um, if you don't count the Chi Chinese ones, I have six CPUs, I think, and four are bad. Oh, really? So, no, no, more than that, because I only have one working CPU right now. So they, yeah. Have they I, gone bad on you uh, over time, or did they just just just, just that one went bad on me, and that was that was what like three four weeks ago. Remember, oh, yeah. I had I had the red ten on it. I'm like, what the hell? The, the, it just it fried. Yeah, right where you were watching it. Yeah. So you, is there something wrong with your board that's causing that? Maybe. No, this is. I mean, this is the first time I've had that board run for you know hours and hours. And um, before, and it just uh, I just looked over there during that one show, and Super Mario Brothers was frozen, and the mm -hmm. CPU it wouldn't boot up after that. But I've I've ran it, or ran that board for a ton, you know, for a very very long, you know, lengths of time, and I just swapped the CPU and it booted right back up. So I don't know. Well, we've got um, what was the other. Um Versus news was um, Matt Matt Osborne is working on an Excite bike high score save and apparently and uh, so he asked for volunteers in that in that thread that kind of pops up once in a while about it and I guess I was like one of the first people to reply so me and another guy are gonna hopefully be able to beta test that for him Sweet. in the next couple of weeks when he has it ready. Um, so hopefully soon, high score saves, which I guess would hopefully include the track times too for all the tracks. That'd be cool. As well, oh, as he should do one for like a lot, like do one for Castlevania and Gradius and. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm sure. I don't know how involved that is. I'm sure there's. It's not. Uh, a yeah, simple... I think it's kind of involved, and he has a long list, and. Yeah. Um, it took quite a bit of coaxing, I think, to get him working on this one. Isn't he doing one for Doctor Mario? I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we'll get him in here one day. Yeah. 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 He's on the East Coast, or he has to be, because he's near uh, John. He drives over to his place. Apparently, right. they hang out. And, um. Oh yeah, we met Matt. We were at a fun spot. Oh okay, cool, cool. Yeah. We met a bunch of mats. Yeah. A bunch of mats <laughs> and a bunch of. Uh, People from cities like Steve from Buffalo or Dave, uh, Dave from Albany. Dave from Buffalo, Steve from Albany. Dave from Buffalo, Steve from Albany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't get them mixed up. <laughs> uh, they're definitely different people. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very different people. Yes. How was How was Steve from Albany? Is he kind of a creeper? No comment. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into that. I suppose this, yeah, he, I hear you. He he's, he sounds like he does on the voicemails. Yeah, he sounds he's very similar to that. Yeah. So if you can if you can picture that, that's what he was like. Well, I saw him on uh, was it John's video? For real briefly, um, out at Fun Spot. Yeah, I think he did have him on there. <laughs> he's like this, and here's Steve from Albany, and he's he said like two words. Yeah, that's about right. He was actually, yeah, actually, uh, his uh, voicemails, I said the opposite of the, 
He's very quiet in person. Oh yeah. Did uh, did he play in the tournament? I think he played some games. I don't know if he actually finished all of them or not. Hmm. There's a big chunk of people who didn't. A lot of people are just there to kind of hang out. Yeah. 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 I definitely I played two games. I think and both of them were not in the tournament. The more games around, the less I play. That's kind of how it goes, I think, with a lot of people. Although I did play Pandora's Palace. That was pretty fun. That looks like a... Is that, that's a platformer, right? Yeah, it's like reverse Donkey Kong. <laughs> so you start at the top and you got to make your way down and these skull heads are coming up after you instead of barrels. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was actually pretty neat. Well, I played some crazy uh, Japanese baby game. Um, over at John's place. Yeah. I forget the name of it, too. It's something Angry Baby. I swear it's what it's called. But, <laughs> Angry you know, Baby. It's different events where they ha- you have to... I swear one event you have to run down like track and field and then you know, ma- you're know mashing these big raised dome-like buttons. And you oh, gotta, I, I think I've played that. Yeah, and you got to keep on mashing. And they're huge. They're like three inches in diameter. And you got to mash these until you get to the end. And then you jump. And we couldn't figure out if you have to jump your head into the sumo guy's butt or you have to... <laughs> On top of his butt, but yeah, you know, it it's great. <laughs> sounds sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting stuff. So uh, yeah. Oh, it's gonna bug me what the name of that game is now. Yeah, I can't remember either. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. It's it's weird. It's in a, it's in a custom cabinet, but it's basically an MK2 clone. Like, down to the smallest details, it's almost Mortal Kombat 2, but it's a new cabinet. Um, it's a baby, like, track and field, you said? Well, it, it, the game is like track and field, uh, but in 3D, where you're doing these different running and jumping type stuff. And um, But yeah, I can't remember the name of the damn thing. And then all the characters are basically babies. And one one baby has a, he has his diaper on, but he keeps on pulling it down. Like, and you can see like three fourths <laughs> of his junk. I hope someone just tunes in like right now and <laughs> pulls his diaper down. Like you can't. I mean, it's like really weird. It's like why is he doing that? <laughs> is this game in meme? It might be. Yeah, it probably is playable. I'm sure because it's actually a wind. It runs on Windows. I mean, when it, when, when John booted the cab, it booted into like uh, Windows. You know, Millennium or something, and then yep. it went straight to the the boot loading screen of the game. But I, also, I, need, to, I need to find this now. I also play this other game with um, it's huge cabinet by Namco. It's a projection, big projection TV screen, like probably like fifty inches, and your only control is this big lever that you move from side to side, and it's two player. Like, you can bang your lever against the other guy's lever, but they don't actually touch. There's, like, a force feedback mechanism in there. Is it called Come On Baby? Yes, Come On Baby is the oh name of Come On Baby 2? Yeah, I think this is just Come On Baby, is the uh, the baby one. Yeah, that's it. It's a uh, family show. Yeah. <laughs> now, how do you spell come? Uh, as in, come here, baby. <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta see if I can share this guy. Aaron, the more awkward it gets. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I should quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> Come on, babe. 
hmm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's it. Except he didn't have the little side art there. Oh, he didn't have that capper on the, the top either. Just the basic cab. Yeah, there's a oh. very... There's a very um, suspiciously very dark baby out of all the ones. Oh, there. Zambi? <laughs> yeah, Zambi. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, the Japanese what? are... Oh, the size of the buttons. <laughs> yeah, they're, Holy shit. they're huge buttons. And you just they look like trackballs. Oh, that looks like fun. I mean, you pound the crap out of those buttons. <laughs> Oh my! Holy crap! That's like, uh, can I? Looks like um. There it goes. He's pulling down his diaper. What is that? What the hell? <laughs> it's got like a six-inch wanger too. Sean <laughs> like... needs to watch this. <laughs> that that's that's the guy that Joe met later in life in the gym. There's a link. There's a link in the chat if anybody wants to watch that after. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> so, so do you, do you think that was he was running it in Mame, Aaron? No, I think that's that's I actually. Can't see it. I that's can't actually find it. boots. Oh, it actually is running off of Windows. Yeah, because I we looked inside the cab and it's like a big metal cage, you know, a commercial PC and a metal cage and everything, and it didn't come up on uh, Club at all. Yeah, I don't, it looks kind of like maybe in the last 10 years. I mean, reasonably recent. Yeah, let's see if there's a Come On Baby Mame ROM. Oh, there, oh here it is. Come On Baby. It is in the, in here. Uh, oh, there's no pictures or anything, which is funny. So here's the here's the Clove listing. Manufacturer is X, X Potato New Millennium Excellent Potato Company Limited, uh, 2000. Ah, oh, 2000, okay. doesn't say... Let's try to see if it says if it's based on anything. Like a weird show or something? Or, no, like, what if it was, if it is, like, just a, a Windows program or... Oh, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't have any information. It doesn't even have a picture of it. What I did, uh, the other thing we played that I, I saw at Exidy's house was... Um, a deco cassette system, but it's the dedicated cabinet with a multi-board in it for the deck, all the deco games. So like Burger Burger Time, the original release of it, and then a bunch of like old style shooters similar to like Astro Blaster or Pleiades and Moon Cresta. It was it was a multi cab. Yeah, this one it was a this one was a multi. I guess the originals were you know, back in the day, there were dedicated cabinets that ran on a cassette. So it was like the first multi-game system back in 83 where the operator would have a different cassette for each game and it would take like three minutes to boot up. Yeah, yeah I, I had a Burger Time uh, Deco. Yeah. And so this, some someone, I don't know when, they came up with a multi-board that took all those cassettes, put them on, you know, an SD card or something or ROM, and now it runs off that. You don't need the the, the cassette interface anymore, but um, huh. it has all the games that were released for it on this multi-board. I've, ne I've never heard of a, uh, a multi-deco. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. I mean, some of the games are, you know, it was Data East, so they weren't like the the leading developer of arcade games in the early '80s. Yeah, I just I know somebody who's trying to kind of collect different multi-systems. I might want to look for that one. Um, John yeah. said it was pretty pretty hard to find. 
Um, it was a prototype, or I'm sure there. I I googled it and and I found some pages on it, so I know it's got to be out there. Yeah, but the cab is kind of cool. I mean, it's um, it's just got weird, really shallow shallow plunger buttons that they only go down like a little bit. Yeah, because I like I've been collecting scent, uh, ballet sente boards because those ones you can basically just burn different ROMs and get all the games. Oh right, okay. So that and I there's a guy who's looking for a couple of games now, so I started collecting them because you can get those boards pretty cheap still, and all you need is one base board, and then you can just buy the different they call them cartridges, but they're just little mini boards. Oh okay. And I was getting those boards for like fourteen dollars. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then once you have a few of them, you can actually just burn ROMs and uh, put all the games on them. You just, you just swap the, the ROM chips out. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I guess it's uh, it's not quite the cart system, but it's pretty much interchangeable. Yeah. Well, it, it is a cart system. It's just the, the cart is just... It, there's no plastic around it, just the board itself, and it has two little, two little holes, maybe an inch or an inch and a half, and you use your fingers and you just pull those out. Oh right, okay. So and, you, and then you just push another one in. So you you can just have multiple boards and and just swap games. So it's like a, um, basically like a like a daughter board. Yeah. You just plug in. Yeah, but it doesn't go into any chips. There's actually like a connector on, on the end of the. The main board that you just you just pop the boards in and out. Oh, okay. It's basically just like the Atari System One. Yeah. Yeah. Pull yeah. the daughter card off and put a new daughter card on. That's really all it is. So the um, the multi kit is made by Wydells. Yeah, I'm starting to find information here. About it. Um. Of course, here I'm finding posts. I think this is on Club, but someone's saying, well, there are only five ever made, according to Wydell. Exidy has one, and uh, Generic has at least one, and some other clobbers have them, but um, so sounds like it may be pretty rare. I thought Exidy told me there were like eight. There's a lot of... Uh... Well, I'm seeing... I'm seeing... I don't know if this is a multi, though. This I'll is a multi. This, on Atari Age, someone has... This is a couple years ago, 2013. Someone has a Deco cassette system arcade with games for sale. But it actually has a multi-cart menu, and it actually shows... Oh, yeah, okay. it says Wydell.com in the menu. Well, that must have been one of them. Here's, um, there's, yeah, here's, there's a lot of games for this thing. Here's the link to John's cab uh, on Claw that I just posted. You can see a picture of it. Uh, the design and everything. Here's the one that I'm reading for sale. That was, that was a couple years ago. Not a bad-looking uh, cabinet. It's kind of a little bit distinctive. Kind of plain on the sides. It's just white. It says Data East. but Yeah, I had a Deco, but it wasn't in a Deco cabinet. It was just in a regular Burger Time cabinet. But the board set was a Deco board set. Do those use uh, cassettes? They yeah. did, originally, yeah. They yeah. were a cassette-based system. Huh. This uh, thing meant... It's got, like, I don't even know if this is multiple screens or not, but it's got, like, Burger Time, Ice Cream Factory, Bump and Jump, Root and Tootin, Cluster Buster, Root Tornado, and Tornado, Lock and Chase, which I actually like. 
I Did think I start the, a whole menu because if I remember, it didn't scroll. So, I, but I, so I think there may be a couple underneath eggs at the bottom, but I think that was pretty close. Yeah, there's a lot of games on there. Yeah, there's some that were pretty interesting looking. Well, maybe maybe we need to get someone back on this. Yeah, I wonder why Wydell never. Um, they uh, if they only made like eight or ten, they never really put it. He has on the actual thing that says Wydell.com. Is that still up? I don't know. I'm checking right now. It doesn't look like it's doing anything. Because on the bottom of the menu, it says Wydell.com. W-I-D-E-L. But it's that page just blank for what I can see. That's not doing anything. That's too bad. Yeah, we should see. It'd be interesting to see if we can get some of that going again. Oh, it's got Boulder Dash. Did I say Boulder Dash? Yeah, Boulder Dash is on there. Um, it's weird how the menu is not in alphabetical order, though. <laughs> yeah, and like in this one thread I'm reading, there's like an email from Wydell. Is that a guy or a company? Not sure, but the guy's talking about how he put together... Five of them initially. He was doing another five, so that makes ten of these kits that were ever made. Looks like it's his last name. Yeah. That, like, that post that you put up, it says D. Wydell. Oh, okay. So he made ten. <laughs> huh. Ten kits. I mean, I'd be interested in one of these. Throw yeah. in a little, throw in a little, uh, like I got a bunch of uh, cabarets here. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was. It looked like a pretty, uh, pretty nice little package. Well, I might have to start a new thread up and see if anybody knows anything about this. It's a bump and jump. Bump and jump's a good game. Yeah, I was trying to remember bump and jump and uh, well, Burger Time, of course, and um, we just mentioned the other one, uh, Boulder Dash. Those I are, I recognize the names. Yeah. Mission, it's got Mission X. Lock yeah. and Chase. Night Star and Super Astro Fighter and Astro Fantasia. Those were some interesting kind of shooting games like Moon Crest. They're kind of similar to Moon Cresta. Yeah. I like I like Lock and Chase. Lock and Chase is a fun game. And it's got a bunch of sports, golf, t- soccer, tennis, bowling. Yeah, I didn't try any Yeah, we might, I might have to see if I can get the, a thread started on this. Yeah, I'd be curious if uh, there's ever there will ever be any more made, or if you just have to hunt down one of the existing ones. Well, I'm gonna see if I can do a search for him, D. Wydell. Either that or, have any of you, oh, there it goes. For some reason, my uh, search wasn't working. Cool. Yeah. Anybody else have any uh, stuff they've done in the last week? Lots of Bondo. Lots of Bondo. Whole container so far. Wow. The... Entire bottom edge all the way around was all chipped and cracked and flaking, so I had no choice. I go all the way around with it to get the uh, the edge back square and the front of the cabinet and some parts of the sides where it comes down from the control panel. 
That's a lot of Bondo. It's a lot of mistreated cabinet. Did you uh, ever get anything uh, with sandblasting? Did you look into that at all? Uh, the only thing that's going to need it is the coin door, and uh, my buddy that lives on the other side of town, uh, he's going to start, after much convincing, uh, restoring the three or four games he has. So when he gets to that point, he's going to take the coin door and do it. Is this the auto body guy? Uh, yes, but he's also a bit of an arcade junkie. Right, cool. He got, he got his first game, a, uh, Asteroids, when he was, I think, 15 or 16. He bought it with his Paperboy money. Wow, he didn't buy a Paperboy with his Paperboy money? No, that would have been <laughs> even funnier, though. But, no. But, uh, yeah, when he gets down to the coin door, <laughs> he's going to get the proper stuff to put that... Uh, it's not a texture, it's more of a, a design, I guess, on the front of the coin doors. The kind of... Um, uh, what's it called? It's not quite uh, pitting, pitting, but awesome. it's hammered. Yeah, there hammered. we go. Hammered finish. There we go. Do you have the um, the raised lettering on yours, or is it painted? It's just a uh, <laughs> hello echo. Hello, hello. This is the greatest show, show, show. It's not echo. It's buffet. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Our audio is buffeting. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Classic. Classic. That's it. Well, I got lucky. Me and my friend went on half on a uh, bead blasting cabinet, so I'll be able to bead blast a lot of my small parts now. So that'll be fun. Nice. nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's handy. My neighbor has one. Haven't had a chance to put it together yet. It's still in the box, but I got it all. So, so uh, the next one is a, uh, you can do your own. <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> Me either. You're talking about getting a powder coat coming. Oh, yeah. Harbor Freight's good for that, too, but I don't have the room. <laughs> Not right now. Also, I don't have an oven. So, you know. Oh, oh that's a pretty, pretty, pretty easy Yeah, I just I want something better than the hot plate with a you know piece of tin wrap around it. That's what <laughs> I want something better than that. You can always just go buy a dollar Yeah, we'll have to see because some of the stuff I want a powder coats you know not big but it's long. So you know marquee brackets and stuff you got to have a great big long chimney or really long you know oven. So it's kind of a pain. Yeah. Luckily, though, there's a couple powder coaters right here in town that are relatively inexpensive. I just take them a bunch of stuff, and it's pretty easy. So I'm not terribly worried about that at the moment. That and I like it, but I'll paint it. I don't care. It's no big deal to me. So. And if you want it to look powder-coated, you just paint it about 50 times. <laughs> That'll make it look powder-coated. Yeah, it just takes, takes a lot less time to powder-coated properly. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, Aaron, I think I, think I found Waddell. Oh, you did? Yeah, I yeah, just put a link to the Atari game. Looks like his name is Dave. Dave. 
is Dave at Liddell.com. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually has a list at the bottom. At the bottom with all the games and all what controls are and stuff. It's really hard to talk. Dude, my wife's gonna come out here and be like, "Why are you laughing so hard?" I'm trying to sleep. I I, I don't uh, hear any echo. <laughs> Watching you oh for the last like five minutes has been cracking me up more than the echo. I almost fell on the floor. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm gonna like as close as I've pissed myself in a long time. <laughs> God, that was so funny. I was just like, I'd listen to Buffett, and I'd just be waiting for Orange Whip to say something, and, and I'd just lose it. Hey, if y'all don't want me to echo, buy me a microphone. It's that simple. I don't know what to say. I am an extra one. <laughs> you put it in the mail, I'll use it. I'll, I'll, I'll trade you for some caps or something. Yeah. I was watching the video last week, last week from the one you did before where I wasn't there, and you were echoing, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Oh, we had a Oh, the echo is gone. <laughs> I do have I do have the extra set because I got this new headset. I do have an extra set here now. I've it got, works, but I've got, yeah, this analog. I used this analog one last week and it didn't have any problems. It's actually more comfortable than the one I'm wearing, but I could send this one to Buffett. Maybe we can make a trade. Yeah, I'll send you your K7 or something. K7 cap kit or something. <laughs> hey, do you have any uh, yeah. versus? versus? <laughs> no, I keep all the ones I got for my 20-plus ones that I have, so I need some for myself. Damn. Damn. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> when you find a good source, I'll be buying some more. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was funny. So I'm glad see, I can make you guys laugh. It's that, it's that simple. I appreciate <laughs> it. <yeah. laughs> Put me on a loop, I reckon. You know, I don't know what to tell you. It's weird. We weren't getting that the first the first couple times you were on, though. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's, not, not, it's not, not consistent. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't move but about six inches either way, so I don't know what it is. I have no idea. <laughs> There's a joke somewhere. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> I can turn my air conditioner on. Maybe that'll echo too. No, let's see. Did that, did that help cut kill the echo? No. Uh, do you have a microphone in your beard? <laughs> part of it, yeah. That, that seems to work as a good, like, uh, voice suppressor. Yeah, I can put it in the beard a little bit more. See, now it's underneath. <laughs> the poor people that are just tuning in. <laughs> All of our All five, of our listeners. five <laughs> listeners. Hey, why not? <laughs> 
they've had ultimately more fun on this podcast than they do on Arcade Outsiders, so I don't know. Well, the difference is actually have a podcast. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, buddy. You've got a creative bunch in this one. That's for sure. It sounds like we've got a bunch of people on this one. Absolutely. Why not? Extra views. How about you? I'll mute my microphone. I'm going to go put me a lasagna in the oven. So I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> oh, I hope there's some video of that. Uh, see, see, when Papa does have his microphone, Absolutely. I might turn it on so you can watch me eat my dinner. How about that? We'll see. <laughs> Let's see these legendary buffet skills. You <laughs> could, Man, when, like... When when he doesn't have his mute muted, it's mic uh, muted. His, when he doesn't have his mic muted, yeah, that worked. Um, it sounds like there's like five of each of us, <laughs> and this is a popular show. God, I seriously was I had just about tipped over on my chair. We could start a weekly um, a weekly uh, school school me at this game kind of deal. <laughs> Oh yeah. Where you, we boot up like you know we had Mike uh, have his, his Street Fighter clinic a couple times ago. No, oh, yeah. I should see if I can somehow mount this camera and play some eyes. I'll have to drop out for a second. Maybe I'll Go do for that. It. Go I'll for try it. it. Uh, just so you know, Aaron, I'm sending. This is you know awesome podcasting here, but I'm actually emailing Dave right now as we speak. Oh, cool. I, I want to see if he, if his, I mean, the, the address still seems to be up, but there's nothing on it, so I'm hoping the email still works. Cool. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he's still around, still interested in the hobby. Yeah. Or I maybe mean, he'll pass it, pass it on to yeah, at us, least maybe us, us or something. Or, you know, someone yeah. else might want to take it up and produce a run of them. Yeah, I've also got a Ultimate uh, Mortal Kombat 3 board that I picked up that I need to... I got those kick harnesses that I bought off the guy in Claude. He sent me two. They look pretty good. He, uh, he put them together pretty nice, so they have the uh, the actual connectors that the MK machines use. Uh, How that, much did you end up spending on those? What's that? How much did you end up spending on those? Uh, I think they were... Well, for two, it was $30 shipped. Here, and I'll, I'll put my camera on here so you can see. Uh... Yeah, so, you know, it's pretty good looking. There's your kick harness connector there, and I had him add an extra uh, run button uh, to each player on this one in case I wanted to use it for either one. But, you know, it's got these actual Molex connectors here that um, looks like that's what runs... So the JAMA harness on an actual MK. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then, yeah. So I'm going to hook them up and try them out. But the price was right. Saved me the trouble of doing that whole thing. Yeah, weren't you saying that you were finding them for, for more like a 40 a piece? 
Yeah, the guy on eBay that was selling them for forty, um, he dropped his price to twenty nine, but they're still like twenty nine plus shipping. So for one, and they basically looked exactly like this. I mean, they didn't look any more professional or anything. It was you know probably handmade. And... Well, the hard part's the, the the connectors, right? You know, that's what I thought because the ones online look so weird and we were talking about it last week and the Gleek, I don't know, what is it, is his name Mike? He's not on tonight, is he? I don't think he no, is. He's not on tonight. Uh, he was saying it looks just like standard Molex and um, he was right. <laughs> looks like standard point one. Oh yeah. Zero, zero Molex, so one row, single row, so you could just buy those, buy this part pretty cheap and... I'm sure these are not too expensive. They look kind of like amp. I don't know. They might be amp. I'm not sure, but kind of a little bit beefy. But you know, just your quick disconnects on the end and everything. But you know, crimping. It's a lot of work. Fifteen bucks. I'll take this. Right. For an hour of your time, that's worth it. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and ordering the parts and everything. And he actually started a thread on Claw too. Uh, for Mortal Kombat 1, 2, Killer Instinct, because I think they're, these are all the same for all those games, pretty much. Did you say you just picked up the board, uh, Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate? Yeah, I just got Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate. Um, what are those going for these days? Well, with the original, the one I had picked up was um, the board plus the uh, Juggernaut, Juggernaut, Hack ROM set plus the original ROMs. Um, so ship that was like 180. So what's what's the Juggernaut ROMs? It's just like a it's just another like tournament style hack to the game that tweaks each tweaks some of the players and hidden characters so they can be playable right away and things like that. Oh, okay. I'll probably just swap out the original ROMs and then save those extra ROMs because there's like 12. 12 different ROMs that were changed, so it's a lot of extra ROMs, but 150 is kind of what a 150, 160 probably for the board plus shipping. Yeah. They're a little bit more expensive than like MK2 or... Yeah, oh, I, like I said, I have two or three of them sitting here. I just have no idea what they're worth, so... Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, working, you could probably easily ask 150 for them. Yeah, I've just been trying to price a lot of the stuff out that I have sitting here, so... It's stuff changes so frequently. It's it's hard to catch up sometimes. And then some people think they have gold with stuff, and it's really not worth that much. And yeah, that's definitely true. And people go by the oh, buy it now prices on eBay. It's like yeah, but it doesn't mean it's selling. Right. Do a search for sold stuff. That's why it's back. But that's why I did that thread on Caleb. What I said, make me an offer of two dollars or better, you know, because I just want it gone, you know. Some of it's worth and some of it's not. So yeah. yeah. And the Mortal Kombat one and two harnesses are different, and the two and three harnesses are different for the kick harnesses. I think three and four might be the same, but one, two, and three are all different in one way or another for the separate extra kick harness. Yeah. I have, I, he did them as MK2s, and then he added, like, an extra wire or two for the run button for MK3, but 
That'll be curious. If it doesn't work, I'll have to rewire it. But Yeah, they're just a little bit different. Like it's one or two pins over on one or the other, and I can't remember which way it goes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, basically whenever I hook them up in the cabinets, I just sit there and pack on them and watch the screen. Oh, right. Is this it? Okay, is this it? No, is this it? Oh, it resets it. That's not it. Keep on going down the line. So, that's just what I do. Because the, the one manual will tell you one, one manual will tell you different. And the biggest reason is, is between the X unit and the Y unit, it, it's it's different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're a little bit different, and like the power connector to the soundboard is like the same but different. But you got to offstep it one pin, otherwise you'll like burn it up. Well, that's oh, good. That's good. Yeah, so pay big attention and get the right board for the right, right soundboard for the right main board and etc. For Mortal Kombat one and two, so you don't burn them up. I've been curious. Have any of you guys heard of a a, a post on Clove or a, someone's blog where they've listed the different EEPROM types that are on different board sets, like like a database, so you know, like a versus board it uses these EEPROMs, Galaga uses these EEPROMs, Donkey Kong uses these EEPROMs. I heard that. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, that would be a fantastic idea. I hate having to try to look it up every time I want to burn around for somebody or one of my games or something stupid. I'd love it. Yeah, so I was trying to find something and I couldn't find anything. Ooh. Oh, what's going on there? He's playing some eyes? Let's uh, let's present them to everybody for a bit. Hey Jim, would you like to explain the uh, the rules of the game while you're playing? Can you hear us? I must not have his headset on. That's some strange sounds. Pretty fast. Yeah. It's not even going up when he shoots things. It's just like constantly going up. Now 
No, that's the weird thing about eyes. All you have to do is just stay alive and you get points. And if you kill the guys, you get extra points, and when you get the dodge, you zap the dodge, you get extra points. It's really strange. It's just an endurance thing, right? Are you getting points every single time you shoot something? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, you get points, an extra point or two or three, whatever it is, every time you shoot something, and then you get some extra points when you shoot the actual eyes themselves. Basically, the way it works is every time you shoot one of the other eyes, they come back faster and more, uh, they're harder to kill because they're faster and they're more aggressive. Oh, and they come back out, I see, yeah. Let's roll for a top score. Yeah, I wish we could get a high school certificate in this and get the one perfected for a nibbler, so that way it's you know, out there. And then some of the other rock opening would be great. But this one in nibbler I'd like to see one before. Yes, that was a that was a little little golf clap thing. What was the your your character? What was he? He had like something on his head. Was that just part of his like retina or something? Or did you guys notice that? that? Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It looks like if you just yank your eye out, it's what the stuff hanging off the back of it is. That's the way I always thought about it. What it looked like to me. Hmm. Like the stock. Yeah, it's either that or you, if you, you can look at it a different way. It looks like a bow tie. So it's kind of like an eye with a bow tie. It's kind of odd. Yeah, I thought it would look like a little turban he had on or something. Because the enemy eyes didn't have that coming out of the back of them. Yeah, they do and they don't. If you look at them again, there's a little bit of something that comes out of the back of them, but I don't know what it what it's really supposed to be. Just looking at Andrew. Oh, Andrew's no Andrew. I thought your video was frozen, Andrew. Nope, just me. <laughs> He's kind of sitting really stoic or whatever you call it. Really still. He's really good at it. Well, just, uh, thinking about what you were saying about the eyes thing, and I was trying to remember what it looks like. Um, it's been a while since I played it. Jim put oh. up the secret sort of.
So I'm going to see if I can find a screenshot here. Uh. Well, that fucking sucked. <laughs> that was a terrible display. Should I, um, what's the volume? Like, I had, could you guys hear the sounds on the game? That's all we have. Okay, yeah. I was wondering if I should have muted that, because... We were, we were trying to get you to uh, do, like, a play-by-play -play or explain the game as you're playing it, but I don't think you can hear us. Well, see, I could I could turn on my computer speakers. I don't know if there would be an echo or not, because the, the camera is a little ways away from my computer, and that's, I don't have two extension cables, so I can't have my headset on while I'm, while I'm playing. Right. Another cool idea, though, for the, for the, sh the show is uh, having people play through games. In the background, we probably don't want to feature it quite as much as this, but yeah, right. Kind of cool seeing it though. Like, so if you want to pull it up and look at it, then actually, that's a good question. So when the I didn't watch the video from last week, can you see everyone's pictures at the bottom in the video, or is yes. it just whoever's being featured? I think you can. You you see exactly what we see, except for the uh, chat on the side. Right. But you don't have any control. Obviously, it's video, so you don't have any control over, oh, I want to watch that while it's going on. No. Well, if you log into YouTube right now, you can see it in the uh, live stream. Oh. Yeah, you can watch the live stream of this, yeah. I mean, maybe we all turn that on. We can all echo. We actually have, a, we have, one, we have one viewer right now watching live. It's probably a bot. No. <laughs> that actually that might be my cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I downloaded the video and it, it shows the all the boxes down at the bottom. And there's, 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 there's a link, link to the, to the live video. video. Uh, and then when it's on you Orange Whip, it actually has the title of what it is. Everybody else does not. Right, right. Does it is it on tonight though? I don't actually see it on tonight. I might not have turned it on. Mm, no, it's not on. Oops. I'm going to play one more game. I'm going to mute the mic, though. Well, actually, all my settings are gone. That would explain why it's not showing up. Let's see if I can quickly find that. Also, there was a, um, a thread I was kind of following on Clove the last week or so where someone is asking uh, whether you guys have your arcades on free play or on quarters or, or some other system. And then in, in that, someone came up with uh, the AnyCoin uh, version 2 by it's ArcadePlastics.com. Any of you guys ever used one of those? That's a good option for, for games that don't have um, free play and you want to still drop some kind of coin because you can put anything you want in there. Yeah, it takes anything. I, I was just... Because I actually just want to get a bunch of tokens. I don't even care if they're the same token. I don't I don't think I like the free play thing. I, I want to actually physically drop stuff into my machines. And I think that would be like so easy, especially because 
if I order a bunch of tokens or whatever from the states, they're not going to be the same as our Canadian mechs, right? Probably not. Yeah. Whereas this thing, yeah, yeah. and if you and buy, if you buy a bunch of them, they end up being really cheap. Well, in reality, a point if you get a token, a point nine hundred should be a point nine hundred, whether it's American or you know Canadian. If you get tokens, the the weight shouldn't change just because it's Canadian. No, but our, our dimensions, dimensions are different. Different than ours. Yeah, but point nine hundred in the weight and the size is should be the same. But anyway, it may not be. Who knows? Well, so you'll, you'll have to have to sell them your your you'll you'll do do which. There you go. Switch all of your mechs over to the to match those point nine hundred you know tokens. Right. Whereas if you buy twenty of these things, they're three bucks a piece. Yeah. I mean that's pretty uh, damn cheap. It's a great option. And um, it's free shipping. Yeah, and they're, so, and they're pretty cool. So if I had 30, uh, twenty machines, I mean that's sixty bucks. That's, that's cheap too. That Adam's option with the um, you know the the one ups, and it's which is a really cool device, but um. I mean, his it's, are twenty or twenty-five bucks a pop. Yeah, you get the price, and it's still not really the same thing either, right? Well, no, I mean, there it's that's that's more like like what I've got, where everything's on free play. So right. it replicates a free play on a machine that doesn't actually have it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind the free play. I know there's some machines that if you have free play, they it it has a static screen, so it burns in. But I just like the idea of dropping coins. Yeah, yeah, most people get that. You know, they understand, oh, I put a quarter in or I put a, a something in and something happens. Yeah. It, me personally, when I go to actually have my arcade later in life, like I've got over 100 machines, I want my stuff on token play because it makes it a lot of fun. But for MagFest, we have to have it on free play because I can't right. do it. Right. right. Yeah, Seattle Show, everything has to be on free play as well. So, you know, I, I like Adam's idea, but, you know, I need a whole shit ton of for the stuff at Magfest, and, you know, unless I produce something myself in some way or form, the wire connected from the coin back down to the start button works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any games out there that don't have a free play option? Lots of them. Well, a ton. So what? So I guess in that case, like you just don't set those on the floor at Magfest, or or you have to no, we do. We just take the wire to the from the coin back to the uh, start button. So whenever you oh. hit the start button, it dumps in. You put a bunch of credits in to start, and that way there's already some in there. And right. So, uh, right. Now the problem with some of them is like for um, was it um. The racing games, the stand-up racing games that Atari came out with, or whatever. Um, super, super, super hang on to stuff. The problem with those is you use the start button to have a reverse view. So if you don't do it right, or sometimes it doesn't work at all, you constantly drive in reverse. And oh, oh. the other problem with that is, is those games, if you put five credits in it, it runs them all out until the credits are gone. It doesn't wait for you to push start again. So you you can't keep pointing them up. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going and never stops. So those are kind of a pain. Hmm. Right. And there are there actually are some good games that 
Uh, better off of free play too than on like like um, uh, you know like like Gauntlet or any of the beat 'em ups really. It's kind of like cool to have that whole thing where you have to re- reach down and actually put a coin in to continue playing. Right. So yeah, that, so that, those are a big problem in MagFest too because people will put you know nine hundred ninety nine credits on it, but right, on the right. six player X Men, you know somebody hits Dazzler, well now you got to wait for all the credits to be gone out of Dazzle or reset the game in order to start it over again so a new set of people can just pick it up in the beginning because they don't want to just play in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. And then you just, all you hear is, oh, 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 every time they die for, you know, hours on end. It's, and then if only one person's playing it, you got to move six characters across the screen. That's stupid. <laughs> so we just reset it once in a while and then add like 30 credits on each player and just kind of keep doing that. So... But it sucks because I got the Simpsons and the Turtles games and all a bunch of them that do that. So it's kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. But they like to play them, so we just kind of keep doing it. That's the way it is. Is my lower third there now? Is it facing the right direction? Yep. Cool. For some reason, for me, it looks like it's backwards. I guess I got to flip my screen around. How about now? Does it still look okay? Yep. Cool. Yeah, I don't know why I lost my settings. It was weird. Yeah, so I might order a bunch of these any coin version two things. They for twenty of them they come three bucks a piece. That's that's a good deal. <laughs> this is my over the shoulder uh, laptop cam. <laughs> You gonna play some Top Gun and show us how to land? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm holding my laptop in one hand and I'm playing Top Gun in the other. All right, you're being presented. And I hear Dr. Mario. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Dr. Mario is running on the other side. I don't. I don't know about the paint job on that thing. Whoever did that sure didn't know how to do a very good paint job. Yeah, it's pretty questionable. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Where'd my thing go? Oh. Oh, yeah, this is a classic. It's got this great white background. I don't know if I've ever played that game before. Uh, I love the music in it. I really just do. They did a really good job, in my opinion, with the music. I just like listening to the intro over and over and over again. It's great. I have one, too, in my red tent. So. Or one of my red tents, anyway. Somewhere in there. Yeah, the intro to that actually makes me want to watch the movie and put up with Tom Cruise. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm flying. Oh, I'm locked on. Oh, <laughs> that reminds me of Blue Lightning. I used to have uh, the Atari Lynx, the handheld. Oh yeah, I looked very looked very similar to that. That was a great game. Yeah, I have nine players remaining. 
I don't even know how you land, or I guess you have to kill a certain amount of planes. Yeah, you go through the stage, you kill a certain amount of planes, but there is an ultimate goal to the end, and then when you get to the end, you'll auto start to auto land with the aircraft carrier, and then if you fudge it up, you hit the carrier, or you hit the water, or you land. So, you fudge it up, fudge it up. Yeah, most of the time, most people. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it just watch what it's telling you to do and speed up and speed down. If you do it right, the uh, where it says speed up, speed down won't be there anymore. If you're if you're on track. So if it's still flashing at you, you need to speed down. How do you slow, How do you down? slow down? Well, down is down for your plane. There, there you go. Speed down. No. Oh, this doesn't, oh, this look, doesn't good. look good. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad that was angle. Bad angle. <laughs> oh. Nice fly, nice fly. fly. Oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah, bloody. Oh, I can select my weapon here. Okay. So we, we can hear Dr. Mario better than we can hear Dr. Khan. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, there's seven guys left. <laughs> so is the seven guys a setting, or is that just how many uh, credits you put in? You threw it well, I think I put in a whole crap load of quarters in it. Uh, or so you, credits just get more, you just get more guys then? That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think so. It gives you the, the option when you first start it. Based on how many credits you put in. Oh, I shot missiles at those guys. Not those guys. <laughs> oh well. Well, I think you've got a taste. Oh, I see. You can lock onto them. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Maybe if I get enough stuff out of here with my uh, oh, shipping books. container, or maybe I can bring turkey shoot over this way and I can show you guys some turkey shoot. Feathers? Yeah, with the feathers. Because I think most things I have here you guys already know or seen them before, so. Oh, wow. Uh. You guys can watch me play 45 minutes of Rastan. <laughs> with the with the hard bats or the easy bats? All the boards I have right now have easy bats. So did you find out, is that just the burning of a new ROM? Or? Yeah. It's okay. just a Because there's uh, the guy where I got all my boards and stuff recently from, he actually had some Rastan stuff. And I was like, going, oh, I wonder if there's a different set there or something. But Yeah, they're just, uh, I know, I, I tested it in MAME, and there's definitely two uh, different revisions of it. I just haven't reburned the ROMs on one of the boards I've got to, to play with that different set. Right. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm going to put a, on Clove, I'm going to put a couple posts up. One, I'm going to put one up for uh, EEPROMs and see if I get that going. But I also want to put one up for this 
this show too if we can. So maybe getting people to ask questions like for Buffett or for any of us about fixing things or gameplay ideas or tips and tricks. I don't know. Do you guys have any suggestions on what if we can get people watching? <laughs> nope. More beer? Naked women? <laughs> That's better than naked men. This is true. Or naked babies like in the that game that Aaron was playing earlier, or showing us earlier. So is actually setting that one up for the uh, the, the, the get-together next weekend, Aaron? Yeah, I believe so. He is, is going to have that one shut, uh, set up for sure. Hold on, this thing is really loud. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to have it set up. Because uh, we moved it to the corner, we kind of uh, did a little bit of rearranging. What did, you, what did you guys end up doing, like, besides moving games around? Um, uh, trying out all those different games to make sure they were working. <laughs> so I, I played some Zookeeper. That was fun. Yeah. Hadn't played Zookeeper before, so played some games of that and uh, tried all the, the Taito games in his uh, Taito his Tato Taito Row, uh, Zookeeper, Alpine Ski. He has an Alpine Ski there. Yeah, we'll be throwing down on some of that shit. Yeah, that's for sure. So, 10-yard uh, fight. My uh, Grinker's high score of, what, 88,000? That's right. Well, he was telling me about this trick that um, somebody told, uh, told him about where in the first, in the first uh, race you try to get as few points as possible. Then in the second race, you hit as many flags as you can, and if you can roll your score back before zero, it'll go to like nine, 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 nine. <laughs> I, I think I've heard about that. Yeah, there's like a the, the game is broken when it comes to that high score if you do that break. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, if we had if we knew that in the tournament, I'm sure uh, Clint knew about it though. Yeah, no, I'm sure if Clint saw that score, he'd be like, uh. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, but let me think what else he put out. Because um, he kind of, I guess, he must have some storage units, so he kind of rotates things. Yeah. Did he, did he uh, Forgotten Worlds working? The what now? Forgotten Worlds? Yeah. No, yeah, it was working. Um, I think he's he was going to move that one, yeah, over by the Neo Geo. So, yeah, we got that one. He got that one working before I got there. And, so, well, he was going to do um, a cap kit on a couple monitors and... Some other stuff, but his air conditioning unit linked into his leaked underneath the stairs. Oh shit! So he had a bunch of uh, he had a bunch of boxes and stuff down there that I helped him kind of move out that were kind of waterlogged. <laughs> they yeah, had all... I couldn't make it down. I was I was trying to, and then the wife wanted to plant a bunch of stuff in the garden. So oh yeah, no, it. it's no, it was kind of low key. It was kind of more. Hanging out and then moving a few games, and he showed me uh, like the Deco system and uh, that giant Namco thing that he has set up. And yeah. Oh, what was that? Uh, something party. I forget what it was called. Uh, what else did he have set up there? Hmm. Oh, and then I played some Kickman. That was that was fun. What other? What other uh... Potato games, do they, do they have? 
I'm trying to think of the row that's set up. Uh, it's got a ten yard fight, zookeeper, alpine ski, um, some kind of wild west game that he said is was pretty uh, pretty rare. It's like a train on tracks, and you know the horses, the bandits are riding beside it. Can't remember what that one was called. Um, God, oh, kicks was the uh, kicks and or quicks or yeah. Uh, front line. Um, I think there's there's like seven or eight calves there, all Tato just in a row. You know, all the same exact body style. That Tato body style. Jungle or Jungle Hunt? Uh, that was in his uh, back room, right next to the Quantum. <laughs> Well, he had a Rastan last time we were there too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that one, and it looks like he's taken maybe a few of his cabs out. Um, seems like he had less cabs. He also was down to like five or six pinball machines. But he still has the three uh, Egret two candy cabs set up. That should be a good time. <clears throat> Yeah, it should be fun. Um, get the word out, and hopefully everybody. Will, Dan's gonna. Sounds like Dan will try to make it from Colorado Springs. Yeah, darkness. Be good to see that guy again. Darkness. Yeah, we haven't seen him since. Uh, well, since John was in town, I believe. Was that the last time? Wow. Yeah, when Jacobson came. When Jacobson came to town, it's like when Craigslist comes to town. Something went up. Something went up, that's right. Uh, what was the name of that giant? Now I'm going to think about that, try to figure it out. But So sorry, if it's not clear, guys, we're having um, our uh, Rocky Mountain Arcade Collectors meetup next week uh, on Saturday at, uh, at John X's house. Nice. That's what I kind of figured it sounded like. Yeah, sorry, we didn't clarify that, but yeah. Any news of, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, is it Darla? Is that what her name? Oh, Zyla. Zyla, sorry, Zyla. Any news about her move or anything? Well, so last I heard, at least, it's, it's, it's moving forward. Um, she's in Arizona now, I guess, um, trying to sort out some of the details for the move and look at logistics. And I guess there the arcade that she's merging with in Arizona um, they're moving into a new space. Um, it's a few thousand square feet, so it's a pretty big. It's at four thousand square feet, but yeah, it's a, kind of a big deal. That sucks for us because we're losing a pretty awesome arcade here. I mean, just her games are games that you just you don't find it at, in barcades. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's some pretty cool, pretty cool old school shooting games and. Um, just different stuff. Lot, I mean, a lot, of, lot. She got a lot of color vectors, you know, just stuff. Yeah, besides Tempest, that you won't ever find, like just out in a location. It really bums me out that she's leaving. That's like the biggest URL ever, but that's the giant uh, party game that uh, John has in his basement now. That is that is like the longest URL ever. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Which which version is it like the showcase version or is it the all in one? 
Uh, let me open the. It's the uh, the big one. <laughs> so the oh, showcase. With yeah. the, uh, the projector. The showcase version with the projector and the. Holy crap! Yeah, it's massive. Panic Park. Panic Park. Yeah, it's a. Uh, those two, that yellow, well, yellow, that red and blue kind of uh, handle that are sticking up on the sides, those are the only controls. It's just those two buttons. Oh, and there is a big button in front of you, but like the red button and the blue button. So you bash those two against each other. It like has this screen where these fists are pounding each other, and it's like encouraging you to do that. Sounds like Street Fighter 1. <laughs> <laughs> And John said uh, that the game, uh, people get hurt playing it. <laughs> yeah. They they switched from that to the six-button layout because of the pneumatic buttons where people were just destroying the cabinet and they were destroying themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is this actually a fun game? Uh, we only played it for a few minutes, but it seemed like it could be after a few beers. <laughs> so I, I've seen one of these things, but I always just kind of thought they were like a you know kid's redemption kind of thing. I didn't think it was like a really decent game or not. Yeah, I think it's like a fun... It looked like it'd be fun if you had a bunch of people who were, like, kind of drunk and really wailing on the thing. Speaking of beer, I'll have to remember at Grinkers that if I feel like I'm getting out of hand, I I need to play more games because I drink a lot slower when I'm playing something because... It doesn't uh, matter. You're in the arcade for, like, 12 hours. Drinking, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I'm doomed. Yeah. Eat a lot of sandwiches. Yes. Yeah, just eat a lot of sandwiches and space out your drinking. <laughs> so, is there any plans for any of you guys to go to Cax this year? No, it's not, uh, not for me. Not on the cards for me. Have any of you guys? Yeah, I'm just going to present this. Have any of you guys ever seen this game before? I think I might have mentioned this before or not, but anybody ever seen that game? Uh, Killer Queen. It's actually. <laughs> I just tried scrolling down on your screen. (laughs) I did the same thing, like, simultaneously. I will scroll down. I was like, wait a minute. So it's actually two cabinets back to back. Buffett's back. Buffett's back. That's it. We had them at MagFest. I watched it a little bit. I wasn't too enthralled with it, but it seemed to be pretty popular. Did they have these two cabinets? Well, they had the ones that were in New York. They brought them down, and they were up in New York. And they brought them down. We had them at Magfest because an owner of a bar or whatever was going to take them that had bought them and was going to take them back to his bar after Magfest. So that's right, where they right. ran. They're in a bar around here somewhere. I don't know. Because I, I played a, a CAC a couple years ago, and it was um, <laughs> it was a prototype version, I guess, or beta version, where they had a, a one huge projection on the screen, and then they actually had ten sets of controllers. Here goes Jimbo again. No, no, he muted it. It's all right. Uh, ten sets of controllers just standing out in front. I've not like I, I've seen this cabinet in pictures, but I, I've never seen the actual finished version of it. Yeah. So for we the had those two cabinets at night. Okay. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, basically these guys made this. It's like a new arcade game, and it's two cabinets that they go back to back, and on each cabinet, five people can play at the same time, and you're actually a team playing against the people on the other cabinet. Oh, wow, okay. And so you'll see all ten people on your screen at once, but you're you're separated because you can actually, 
you can win the game or win the level three different ways, so you can strategize with your teammates how you want to beat the other side. And it's kind of a mixture between uh, kind of Joust and uh, the original Mario Brothers, uh, kind of mixed together with a couple other kind of game things. Thrown in. It's actually really, really fun. Who, who made the game? I don't know who it is. Because those cabinets, their colors look like Nintendo. <laughs> they're they're just hand. They're, yeah, they do look yeah. like Nintendo. Don't they? But they're just yeah, they're hand yeah. built. Okay. It's actually yeah. just a LCD I mean, screen. Yeah, they look pretty plain, but I mean the colors reminded me of Nintendo. Nintendo. I, I can tell you one thing: they're junk built. They they fall apart. They're like quarter inch plywood or something stupid. It's they're just junk. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean the game is cool. I'm not knocking the game, but the cabinet is just. Oh. That's weird. And you do that because it's light enough with the LCDs, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I blacked out there for a second. We, we, need, we need a code word for Buffett to, to mute so that we can then talk without the echo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it just because it's so they'd be so light because they're just a PC inside, I think, with a LCD on top. So it's too bad they went cheap. The one I saw, yeah, it was a full... You could project it onto a full, huge wall. And then they made these ten boxes just out of, like, plywood that were spray-painted white. And then each one had uh, a joystick and a button on it. Sweet. Sounds classy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually a really... It was really, really fun. And just kind of got me wondering if there's going to be other independent guys, kind of like the pinball movement, right, where you got these independent guys starting up making games if we're going to get more of this stuff, because it's not hard to make, you know, games and, you know, Flash or any of these systems that'll, that'll play perfectly fine. Well, there's that guy that, um, local here, that made some kind of fly, fly trap or something like that. Fly trap is right, yeah. Yeah. He was on club for a while, getting pissy about yeah, it. Don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> um... So he tried, and I was, <laughs> he was a weird dude. I met him at, uh, I think it was the get-together. It was, it was either the get-together or the Kong-Off. I can't remember where I ran into him. I think it was the get-together where John Jacobson was in town, and that guy was there, and he had this really big beard, like he looked like Grizzly Adams. Yeah, and, I, and I told John, I'm like, hey, the, the Flytrap guy is over there. And he's like, that guy? Last time I saw him, he didn't have any facial hair at all. Yeah, no, that's the way you, when I met him was the, one of the years at the uh, pinball showdown, I think it was when he first brought Flytrap out, like the first time. And, um, yeah, he was like kind of a clean cut kind of looking dude. And then, yeah, he totally went Grizzly Adams. <laughs> he, he, he went Buffett? <laughs> no, he's, I think his name is Adam. Oh, okay. I couldn't uh, remember. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's a cool guy. I know he and XD have had their, their problems, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of surprised that there has been more people maybe trying to attempt this because I think it'd be this guy was they're selling this thing for thirty five hundred bucks. Oh, the Killer Queen. Yeah, and it's I mean it's not hard to make games today, and it's you know LCD screens and everything else. It's it wouldn't be that hard to do something like this. I guess it's the manufacturing side of it. I mean, they're large, they're hard to move. Yeah, but even even so, I mean, how many people have CNC machines nowadays? Not hard to actually pump out a lot of cabinets. 
You, you flat pack them even. I'm lucky enough. There's a guy down the street from me about an hour. He's got a big CNC to be able to cut out cabs like that, so it's nice. <laughs> noise. Someone's standing here. There's actually, it looks like this is the actual website, maybe. Oh, that's me. Sorry, I'm cleaning my boards with alcohol. Sure you are. My TPG. I'm cleaning my insides with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so they're calling it half joust, half starcraft, and one giant snail. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And there's actually a... So that's what the game... There's a, that's a screenshot there. Oh, okay. It's kind of jousty. Yeah. What's funny, you mentioned Flash. Have you heard about... Yeah, the, it looks like Flash. <laughs> well, the, all the the new stuff out right now is uh, people actually calling for kind of like the official death of Flash. Yeah. With all the security problems. I'm tired of updating it. <laughs> right. What's... uh? Would, would it just be HTML5? Is that kind of yeah, where everything's going? Is, yeah, get rid of Flash and just go HTML5 and everything. HTML5 just can't do everything yet, though. That's the problem. It can't, but the problem is that Flash has so many security issues that it's dangerous to keep around. Let's just do everything in VRML. Vermal. I love Vermal. <laughs> I fucking love Vermal. Yeah. That was the greatest technology that should never have died. Yeah, I just remember we used to put it on our resumes for like 10 years after it came out. But no one really cared. Did you ever use uh, Cosmo Worlds? I don't think so. The Cosmo Worlds, that was the um, the Silicon Graphics. Uh, they built um, a, an interface which actually is almost exactly the same modeler that SketchUp uses. Oh, okay. It's, like, almost identical. Um, but, yeah, they had a, a great GUI modeler that was uh, pretty fucking sweet. That was a great... That was a great app. Was great technology. That should not have gone away. And computers nowadays would run it so awesome. Oh, that's true, yeah. I mean, the browsers are so much faster and... Yeah, we actually have, like, you know, dedicated GL cards and stuff like that that could actually handle doing the, the, the real-time 3D graphics. You could design a website just like uh, the server network in Jurassic Park. You could. Where she's, like, browsing the 3D graphic nodes going, it's a Unix system. Dude, no, that was... <laughs> oh, I love that. That's Interactive CD-ROM. That interface... If, I mean, I could be wrong here, and I know that we're doing this live, so I'll probably sound like an asshole, but I've been drinking, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, that interface, I believe, was a... I'm totally going to get this wrong, but I believe that was a um, just a slightly different GUI to X-Windows that was available on Eric's machines, which is SGI's, SGI's flavor of Unix back in the day. Oh, right, yeah. You could actually load up as just like, basically like X-Windows, and uh, you could absolutely browse, use that as an operating system, as a front end to your operating system, and that was available then. So that was like all done basically in, could have been done in real time. 
And you didn't do it because it was a totally inefficient way to actually use your, your computer because it would be like that, that whole uh, minority report where you got to like reach over here and do a bunch of shit and, you know, you're doing swipes and, you know, like for minority report. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, sure, that's a cool idea and you're throwing shit around and stuff like that, but like you can't actually work on your computer like that all day. Yeah, you're getting like a Wii workout, Wii sports workout while you're browsing your directory. Seriously, you'd have like, <laughs> fucking huge quads and shit. So it's like, uh... <laughs> I didn't think we'd be able to use swipe on our phones all day long either, but we tend to do that now. Yeah, but that's a small motion, not like full hand, like giant gestures and shit like that that he was doing. Yeah. Like, the X, like the Xbox? It's it's not a very efficient um, oh, uh, way to, to interface with the system, but I believe that that interface was actually quite real. Oh, okay. Something, something uh, very close to it was quite real. What was that in Jurassic Park you're talking about? Yeah, and actually, well, I believe all the computers in Jurassic Parks, uh, in Jurassic Park, all the computers were SGIs. Yeah, because that's what they were using for all their rendering, wasn't it? That's pretty much what everyone had to use back in the day. Because that's yeah, that. they're using like RenderMan and an SGI network of oh, network. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wavefront. I remember that. I mean, I knew people um, here. In, I know people here in Vancouver who actually make the fake computer screens for TV shows and movies. Nice. Uh, yeah. most, most of the ones you see are not real at all. Right. Well, yeah, I can tell on some of those detective shows. Where all, like, all of those crime shows where, like, every time they pull something up, it's like all these stupid sound effects. You know how annoying that would get after a while? Well, it's, it's also uh, licensing issues, right? Everything is, like, 72-point fonts. <laughs> yeah. Pull it up on the plasma. Yeah. Or my favorite's always been, like, enhance Here. that photograph, and somehow they get, like, ten times the resolution of the original photo just by zooming in. Oh, yeah. check, out the, check out the link I just put in. Well, here, I'll actually, I'll actually present it as well, so anybody's watching this, they can... Uh, 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 you didn't so say magic word. Starting the system. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Samuel Jackson. I forgot he was in that movie. He says that like three times. I love it. So is this what we're talking about? Debug? Um, yeah, debug main interface. Yeah. Well, not so much this part, but... Um, Here it comes. Uh-uh-uh. When the little girl... Is, <laughs> oh, yeah. Please, motherfucker. When the little girl is browsing the browsing the file system after that guy's long dead and the and Newman as well. Yeah, when well, they're almost the dinosaurs are after them. You're talking. Holy cow! About you can actually type in this thing. She's that, trying to restart that, the power. That right there. That right there. That's SGI. That is their fucking Eric's interface. That is apps. I've used those machines before. Oh yeah, so, that, that type, was so type in, like access something like. I wonder what are the commands? Just Unix. It's just Unix. LS CD. Just the usual shit. Zebra girl. <laughs> One file in there. So I just posted a, um, a response from someone who uh, was asking that exact question uh, in the, in the uh, oh. here, and they said, "Yes, it is absolutely a real Unix system. It was a, a Silicon Graphics workstation using Erix, the SGI uh, System Five based Unix, running a three-dimensional file system browser." Silicon Graphics were early developers of hardware acceleration for 3D graphics, so it makes complete sense that even in 1993 they had Unix workstations capable of 3D file system viewers. How do you open up a file on this thing? 
It's I don't know. It's it's Unix. You have to run something. That's just a JPEG though. X view or view? I don't know. You have to use whatever. Uh, What's your command? Or, I don't know. It's been too many years. I, I don't know the Jurassic Park system security interface. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, to help. <laughs> I have no uh, idea. Well, uh, yeah. So type in PWD. Find out like. Yeah. Enter. No. Help. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh. Hey, yeah. I got one. Yeah. Music. Oh, music display. on. Oh, display. Display. Yeah, display. Oh, it's playing music now. Yeah, so display is the uh, for that that image. So display so zebra girl. <laughs> <laughs> this would be awesome, guys. If only we were in I IRC right now. Are we all ready for this? <laughs> Do it. Woo! <laughs> nice. Nice, nice uh, camouflage. Yeah. Is, is that really a girl? <laughs> it is. Is it a zebra? <laughs> well, John went thing twice. That's definitely I don't, a girl. I don't even know how to close this damn thing, though. It uh, doesn't do... <laughs> the uh, close right. button is one of the top left or right buttons. Like I said, yeah. it, it's been yeah. 20, 20 years since I played with uh, Eryx. None of these buttons are actually doing anything. <laughs> oh, well. We, we can stop presenting that. That was fun, though. Yeah. I'll be right back. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was hot. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of the the episode where John pulled out that picture of, like, that Amazon she-man. And I was like, <laughs> she is so hot. And <laughs> yeah, before you realize it was a dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was all like, that's a dude, John. Uh, I haven't come across that episode yet. I think that's in like the fifties or probably fifties. That's because that chick is like as tall as I am. Like, yeah, I know. Scary. I think I just got through episode thirty-two. Wow, that's a lot. I got I got a little ways to go yet. But if they keep doing, if they stop doing shows like they have been, I mean, I'll catch up in no time. (laughs) So that's past the first Grinkers, but not even close to the second. No, they're just starting to promote it now. Yeah. Like in the last ep- the episode I just finished, I think I was like 32 or something. They're like, how do you remember that, Andrew? Well, because I remember like Grinkers, they were trying to make it the the, the, the second one. They're trying to make it the 50th show. Yeah. Uh, that was the big build up to 47, 48, 49, and 50. That that's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't start listening live until like 35, I think. Wow. Something like that. It was right after I went to Sean's party, I think. God, I, is it sad to say that I've been on since number one? No, because I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening live since the very first show. I didn't start, I, I think I got in the chat room the second show. Because I didn't know it existed. Yeah, I, I think I was exactly the same. I, well, they may not, might not even, the first, well, I guess it was on all games. I didn't, I didn't uh, realize it was a show until like in the 30s, and then uh no, it was yeah, it was like it was right after the Owen Rubin one that I realized oh it, like I realized it was a show, um and then started list uh catching up I I just downloaded them and then started listening live. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, first one too, but I ain't listened to the last five, so I don't know what they're doing. 
That's right, Buffett. You were on a pretty like you were on you're episode. So. Yeah, I was on like within the first like ten or twelve episodes. I was actually on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Call that. Call that. Yeah. So, like I said, I've been on it off and on, and then like I said, I just haven't listened to the last four or five. So I don't know. Um, we were talking about his current video, and I was actually watching him spray paint at the beginning at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I was actually really proud of him. He was actually starting off the cabinet, going across, letting go, then starting off the cabinet, going across, letting go. And all of a sudden, he just broke right by away the, right from by that. the control panel, he just... Yep. He just started going to town on it. <laughs> just, I was so proud of him up to that point. I was like, oh my god, I called my wife over. Look, he's spray painting properly. <laughs> Granted, he was like about this far away, but you know. Yeah, well, he said he was a foot away, but it was—it's kind of hard to tell with the camera, I think. Yeah. I just don't understand why he didn't lay the camera on its back like Fett was telling him to do, you know, so you could see it, get a good angle, and and see in the entire thing in the sun, because it looked like you could only see like the bottom, like half of the cabinet, in oh, the sunlight. Vertically, I, I haven't watched yeah. the whole episode yet. It sounded like he wanted to do that outside, but I'm just wondering if he didn't want to have any, you know, shots of outside, like his yard or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Although he did take, uh, he took the back panel out onto his lawn on some sawhorses and painted that as well. Hmm. Have you, any of you guys ever spray painted besides, you know, brackets and stuff? Have you guys ever painted a cabinet with spray paint? I did, no. and it didn't turn out very well. Like not from a from a rattle can, I'm in. Not, not, not like from proper. a rattle can, no. Yeah, I did one long ago. My buddy helped me. It turned out pretty good. Um, still haven't finished the cabinet. That was like ten years ago. But yeah, I've done it with a rattle can. I, mean, I guess if you have the right technique and you do a light coat so that you don't get the striping and stuff, I guess it'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you do it right, it turns out actually pretty well. If you do it correctly, it's not a bad thing. And we yeah, no, no, no. Out, so it, it worked out really well. You can you I absolutely agree. Like the uh, technique is, is what's all there. Um, I just had I had really bad luck with it, and then, like I know how to spray paint, <laughs> and I just <laughs> ended up with zebra stripes. Yeah, my buddy was just magic with his hands. He could carve, he could draw, he could paint, he could do all kinds of things. He was naturally like an idiot savant with that stuff. Nice, so nice. he really knew how to do it. So that's why I did it. Yeah, it's hard if you're doing a full, any any big piece, anything that's got some size to it, if you're, if you're doing it, yeah, it's... That's a lot of skill to be able to do that well. Even with a roller, I always I always seem to be able to get see some sort of line in the end that I missed with a roller, even. You know, I'm actually going to try a new technique, which I won't be doing on an arcade cabinet, but we'll see how it works out. So I, uh, my Volkswagen, my um, Westphalia, my camper, mm-hmm. uh, project here, uh, I'm going to tackle in a couple weeks, which I probably won't put up on the YouTubes. Um, but I have to repaint the entire fiberglass top, and there's a there's a technique that the guys who do um, marine painting for like boats, like canoes, and uh, even like medium-sized boats. I don't know boats for shit, but like big boats for fiberglass, basically. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but they do this thing called rolling and tipping. Have you guys heard of this? No. So basically, what you do is you 
there's there's videos on YouTube for sure, and there's a couple of them like that are amazing, like watching these guys do these things. But basically, what they do is they you lay the paint on and you you put a lot of pressure on the roller. This this is what I understand so far from watching the, the videos and reading what I've read about it. You put a fair amount of pressure, so you're not putting a whole lot of paint down uh, on each pass, but you go for full coverage and you work in small areas. If you're working by yourself, maybe uh, two foot by three foot areas, and then you as soon as you're done rolling it, you immediately switch over to a brush, which I think is a, basically a dry brush. And you just, uh, with a, a firm but steady, consistent pressure, just brush over what you just rolled on. And the finish just brightens and glossing, uh, glosses up like right in front of you. Wow. Uh, I've, I've seen interior decorators use that, so, that technique. That same wall. So that may solve some of your problems. I know that I've done the other one that I, that, that thing that helps with what you were saying, like with getting a stripe spread, mm -hmm. is um, using a little bit of a, a penetrol or floetrol, which basically is like a, a just like a the, the evening agent that you add to your paint. Right. Help it flat. Helps it flow flow a little bit better. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I guess it's kind of like a thinner, but it's not. Like a like thinning with water or thinning, you know, like with the uh, water-based paints. Um, but yeah, you can add that to it. That'll kind of help with that. But this this uh, roll and tip method, I'm gonna <laughs> give it a try on my my giant fiberglass top to my my camper, and we'll see how it goes. Huh. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen people do that with like when they're doing stenciling and stuff like that, they'll paint with a roller on the wall and they'll come back afterwards with the brush, like a dry brush, yeah. and just lightly go over everything. And that stuff, yeah, you think it would dull it down, but it actually kind of does the opposite. Yeah, you think it would dull it down or it would add, like, brush strokes to it or something yeah. like that. The, the, the videos that I've seen of guys doing this shit on boats is... I'm, looking, I'm watching one right now. Huh. Sounds like a lot of work, but I guess the payoff's, payoff's good. Well, I mean, a lot of work, I guess, but I mean, like, um, the, the techniques with, with a couple of boat guys is they would get just two guys doing it. Yeah, that's the video. Watch this guy. Holy shit. Watch. This is, like, this is the exact video that I watched. He's just using one of those foam rollers, too, which yeah, is what I normally roller. use. Just go looking for even, nice coverage with the paint. But then when he comes back with the brush, it's crazy. You see all that texture of the paint that he's laying down, like, the, like you know, what you get with a roller. And then when he comes back with a paintbrush, this is like, it looks like a fucking video trick. Yeah, I mean, you can see it. Now, what, but the question is, because obviously a wood cabinet's got a different surface, so would you get the same result or a similar result? I mean, I, I think so, because, like, really the surface is your, what you're creating with the paint. I mean, look at that shit. Does he have, is there any additives in his paint to, to make it flow like that? No, it's uh, st apparently straight out of the can. Is it marine paint, though? Uh, that's a good question. It could very well be marine paint. Because it could be, I mean, I wonder if it's made to do that. It could be. I don't know. But... Yeah, I mean, look at that finish. That's he just finished that last part that he's, you know, painting next to. Wow, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Insane. How well it's that. Like, it's, it's like a mirror almost. Yeah. You can't even see where the previous one was. It's all blended right in. 
it looks like it's like dry and beautiful. It's just amazing. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I actually I, I do have to use fiberglass paint for my top, obviously, because it's fiberglass. So it could very well be that the uh, the difference comes down to the type of paint. But shit, maybe we should be using a marine grade paint. He says rolling and tipping interlux bright sides flag blue paint thin with three 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 over gray pre coat primer. All right, so he has he's primed it obviously, and then he I guess he has thinned it with something. But the yeah, th other video three, three, three. of two guys working side by side, where one guy's just one guy's doing the rolling and the other guy's doing the tipping right behind him. Here's a link that he, here's a link that he puts in it to uh, I think that has more information. Wow, look at those pictures of the boat! Holy crap! It's insane, isn't it? But yeah, so there's there's another video that's like will come up really close to the top um, if you do a search for for rolling tip, um, and it's two guys and they're working side by side. So one guy's rolling and a guy's you know coming behind him just tipping in as he goes. And so they haul ass. They do like a whole I don't know twenty foot boat. Actually, that boat that he just did is actually plywood. Is it really? <laughs> it's a plywood skiff. He says he built five years ago. Well, so there you go. So it should wow. work just fine. So we'll see. I may have a new technique to introduce to the community. Yeah, that's crazy. Because uh, the finish on that just looks amazing to me. Yeah, it does. And, well, maybe maybe the glossy... Actually, no, that's not true, because, like, um, you can get different finishes, so it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, high gloss, like what is on the boats there. Well, it looked like he was going perpendicular, too. He was rolling one way and then brushing the other way. Yeah. It's weird that every single example, though, is doing a boat. Well, yeah. To be the, well, I think that that's where a lot of the... So in the Volkswagen community, that's where a lot of the ideas came from when I was doing the research on, on repainting my top. Um, that's where they pointed to it all, is that, yeah, those guys are the ones using that point and tip method. But you said you you saw people like doing like home. Yeah, just interior decorators. Like just on like a, you know HGTV, I saw someone doing that before. Okay. But I mean, I I don't. It never turned out like that. It wasn't that glossy and that smooth though. But it, I guess it could just be the paint. Yeah, so he's obviously using the high gloss paint, which you'd want to use on the you know stuff below the water line on a boat. Yeah. Make it glide to the surface. Well, marine paint too, right? I mean, it's gonna make it all waterproof. Right. Yeah, it's got. I think it's got some sealing properties as well. Yeah. But shit, I mean, we're, we're looking for good finishes on our arcade cabinets. And if this is a good technique, then fuck it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm renovating my kitchen, and I was been watching people painting kitchen cabinets, and they were using the whatever it is, uh, low-velocity, high-pressure, or high-pressure, low-velocity, whatever it is. High-volume. Yeah, high-volume yeah, high volume guns. And I was just like, man, I should just maybe buy one of those for doing the kitchen cabinets because I'm just reusing cabinets instead of buying new ones, so I'm saving the money there. Then I can use this towards arcade cabinets, too. You have a compressor? I do, yeah. Uh, then you can get you can get a cheap gun, for sure, and you could uh, do all your cabinets in, like, a very short afternoon. I also saw, I was watching some guy who's doing kitchen cabinets and even professional ones, and they're actually using 
Um, like if you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, they actually have ones that aren't even hooked up to an air compressor. They're just a pump. Oh yeah, you can you can get the ones that you plug into the wall. Yeah, and but there's new ones that are higher end. They're they're quite a bit more expensive than what was around like ten years ago. And apparently they do a really good job now because that's what people used to do kitchen cabinets with. Yeah, I mean the trick is like um, your um, your fan, so your your spray pattern. Yeah. Um, and dialing that in, and that takes a little bit of playing. So like you may want to practice on some um, some cheaper wood that you've got laying around just to get the technique that that, that Sam taught me in the uh, the red tent videos. Right. You know the, how much overlap you want to get. Um, and, and uh, again, adjusting the fan width and all the rest of that stuff, and the uh, the width of the spray vertically and the width of the spray uh, horizontally, but all that's apparently that's a little bit of voodoo like feel kind of thing for the painter guys. But yeah, if you practice a little bit, like on a couple pieces of scrap wood, I bet you'll get the technique down pretty fast. And then uh, I got tons of plywood sitting around. Yeah, and then and then you gotta nail your cab. That's a little gorgeous, and you'll yeah. do it so fast. I mean, you'll blaze through. I mean, it takes nothing. Yeah, I just the the painting with and always getting those lines always just ticks me off. And then you always, I always like to do really light first coats, like where you can barely see the color you're putting on, just to kind of seal it and then build up on it. So you end up doing like four or five coats, and it just like takes forever. Yeah, but if you're working with a good sprayer, it throws down so much material. I'm like a rattle can, you know, where it's like the the, the spray pattern is kind of a ball, kind of a circle. Yeah. You know, at, at a distance, and so it's like you get so little material out of a rattle can. Those things, uh, since the you know, since the spray is that sort of cone in a very narrow, you know, like where it's hitting. Once you get the feel for that, you're covering huge areas. Well, I think it atomizes the paint a lot more too, right? So it's a lot finer, much finer, finer paint. Yeah. And you can get. I mean, I think the. Um, I actually, uh, as as part of my thank you to Sam, I actually gave him my. Um, my gun, my spray gun. Um, I think I got that at Harbor Freight for like 15 bucks. Yeah, I know. I know they're pretty cheap there. And he said that uh, he's been using it regularly at his new job, and it works great. You know, it's not a high-end gun, obviously, but like if you were painting cars, yeah, go ahead and spend the 200 300 per gun. Yeah. Pay for that, but like you're also making thousands of dollars like on every paint job. Uh, yeah, but if you're just doing hobby stuff or uh, repainting your cabinets or re-spraying your lawn furniture or whatever you're doing, your fence, you know, like shit like that. Yeah, or your house. I, I guess you can use these to paint your house too. You know, uh, yeah. You can get away with I wonder that. what what size of a tank. I mean, I do have one. I it's not a, the biggest compressor in the world, but I wonder what would like. What happens if it kicks in during the middle? Like when you were painting your stuff, was it kicking in in the middle of the paint job? Well, uh, when we, re we we did the red tents, we did it at uh, a, a real auto show uh, shop. So we had a full booth with a real giant. I mean, I don't know how big the compressor tank was of that big giant. Yeah, like 150 gallon or 50 gallon or something big ass thing. I couldn't even venture a guess, but I, I've got a 33 gallon sitting here next to me, and um, I want to say the one they had at the shop had to be at least 100. Yeah. Um, your little pancake ones, little tiny ones, you'll, you know, you've got, like, that one probably... You it, would, it would keep kicking in over and over and over again. But, but like, part of the benefit, though, is that, like, those uh, HVLP ones is, um, it's low pressure. 
you're not using a ton of air. Right. You can keep your tank turned down pretty low. So I don't know what the minimum tank size. You'd probably just do some, you know, some googly on that. But like, um, um, I don't know. I mean, the 33 gallon that I've got here probably would do all right. Well, my my neighbor, I can borrow his. He's got like a 150, 200 gallon. He's got a massive thing, and he's got a hundred feet of line. It would actually come into my yard, no problem. So there you go. Yeah, buy a couple extra lines, and I think you do lose some pressure over the the distance of the line, but still, like. If it's low pressure, though, what difference does it make? Yeah, if you're running 15 or, you know, 30 pounds of pressure, you know, you're probably not going to be working it that hard. Well, even if you're using that low, I mean, yeah, even those little pancake ones would probably hold up pretty good. It might. It'll just be working the whole time. Yeah, or you just take breaks every few passes and just let it catch back up. Yeah. Well, it depends too. Like how how many uh, you know cabinet faces can you get out laid out in one place? Right. I'm always trying to think of ways to, you know, get in there with a wife where I can say, oh, I'll do your kitchen cabinets, and then secretly I want it to do arcade cabinets. Honey, I, I really need this uh, really, really giant compressor because uh, it's going to help me get your cabinets looking good. Well, I'll just say, hey, it's going to save us $5,000 because we don't have to buy new ones. Right. They'll look just as good. Yeah, I, I can't really speak to specifics of, of uh, you know, like what size compressors you need, you need for that stuff, but... Uh, my understanding is that they're generally pretty easy. You don't need the giant ones. Right. And I'm sure I could find that information out there somewhere. I've kind of looked into it a little bit, but I got wow. sidetracked on the electric ones because I read a thing where they said they were actually a lot better now. Yeah, no, I think that the little portable ones that they've got are supposed to be pretty good. Like where yeah. it's just you plug it into the wall, and it, yeah, you're right. It has the built-in um, you know, compressor inside of it, and they're a bit bulky, but you know, supposedly they work pretty well. Yeah, they just basically have a hose that you just stick into your paint can and you're done. Yeah. And you just you just go to town. Yeah, my my main thing for not doing arcade cabinets um, with it, and the reason why I never really cracked it open is, is that like for an arcade cabinet and for a you know an item like that, and you're probably gonna run into the same problem to some degree with your doing your uh, kitchen cabinets, is you have to set up a booth. Right. You know, I mean, if you really care about getting particles in your stuff, you really need to set up a booth and. You know, at, at one point, I you know you can I, I used an easy up tent, you know, like a pop tent. Yep. Thing. I put plastic on the edges and and um, wet the floor, exhaust with a filter on it, and you know I went crazy on trying to set all that stuff up, and it still was never really perfect, and it takes up a huge amount of space. And if yeah. it's something that you have to keep setting up all the time, yeah, it's not the thing. Yeah. I actually had an idea. Uh, I was actually just thinking about it earlier today when I was finishing watching John's video of him painting. Uh, and it's the way um, when we do the... A lot of people take their arcade cabinets to the Seattle show every year. Some guys are bringing like 30, 40 cabinets. And they have a, a community trucking system where they rent all these five-ton trucks and they come to people's houses and pick up the games. So they like to wrap them all the time in saran wrap. And, you know, guys were like getting dizzy and sick because they're spinning around, you know, all the cabinets all day long trying to wrap them. So they just started basically buying Lazy Susans. And I've actually bought a bunch of Lazy Susans yeah. just for my wife's pantry, and some of them hold like a 1,000 pounds of weight. Yeah. So why can't you just buy one of those things, build a small booth that would basically you know, fit an arcade cabinet on a diagonal, and then you just spray and you just spin the cabinet around. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. I mean, the, the, 
the wrapping definitely sounds awesome because I've gotten plenty dizzy wrapping cabinets before. Yeah. So I just thought it would do the exact same thing, but with spray booth, right? Just build a little spray booth around that, like a foam booth almost. Put the arcade cabinet on the Lazy Susan, spray, spin, spray, spin, spray, spin. Yeah, you'd probably get away with like a maybe like a six foot area like that. Just to yeah. bigger than the cabinet, just spinning around. Yeah. Cool idea. Yeah, I just thought of it earlier today. I was like, yeah, that's might be something I might want to build some point. They're building a little shower stall for your games. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can even just yeah, you can just use a thicker vinyl curtain for the sides. It doesn't have to be anything great. You just use some cheap conduit, and you can take it down in ten minutes, kind of thing. The only thing you would have to think about that would be how you handle getting air in and air out, because you still do need airflow. Yeah, I would just you just have fans, I guess, strategically placed. Yeah, but you have to build like ducts for the fans. Yeah. At least out to get rid of that. To get rid of the fumes, yeah. Otherwise, it'll, it'll stay in there and hang in the air forever. Yeah. That's why I was surprised when John did his in his garage with, like, his minty Firefox and stuff sitting there. I'm like, holy cow, man. I think he got a half a can on the floor. And I'm like, well, how much else is just spraying around the room? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember seeing, like, what his floor in his garage looked like. It was, like, none of oh. the lines of arcade shit everywhere. There's there's a lot more paint on it after the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not see his uh, boots after the after yeah, the his boot, painting? His, his Doc Martin boots were literally blue. <laughs> <laughs> they they look like Smurf shoes. <laughs> Here, I'm going to see if I can actually find I can see if I can get a screen capture of it. Or just, but it, it was pretty funny, actually. That's pretty he, awesome. They were his old his old boots, so he was okay with it. Well, I tested out the uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat three in the kick harness, and they work great. Cool. Oh yeah, I was watching that. Oh, yeah, I, was, you... I was trying to play with three buttons. <laughs> but I got to like I got to like the first endurance match. Oh, nice. Just with punch and I think block and one of my kicks. Because <laughs> I use an Xbox controller on my test bench. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, funny. Um, I, so I use a Sega Genesis one. Yeah, so I only get three buttons off of it because I don't have uh, anything extra to hook the kick harness to because it's a controller. So I just shorted the wires to you know on the actual harness to test them, and they all work good, so... It's only two buttons. That's I guess that's true because MK is only a five-button game. Right. Yep. <laughs> Do you see the link that Buffett posted? No. To the to the 1990 Wagner Power Painter commercial. <laughs> oh, the Power Wa- the Wagner one. Yeah. My dad had one of those. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, I love that in the Mercedes. With a big paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> What you're about to see. Oh, nice. <laughs> what that campaign was, it? Yeah, apparently they've gotten a little bit better since those. What fuck. What an idiot. That's, it's clearly like, like fake dye paint shit that he's spreading down there, but it's still awesome. <laughs> Who just, like, grabs a big can of paint to paint their Mercedes? Lots it on. <laughs> Not even, like, rolling it, just a brush. <laughs> With a big fat brush, just. 
Yeah. On that car, too. Like, that was back from the 90s. It should have been like a 70s piece of shit. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty cool. I want, I want that, uh, I want that brush. I'm gonna paint everything now with that brush. You see, he's got to come back uh, behind him and tip it. <laughs> oh, so you guys were talking about airless paint sprayers, right? The that's what I was. Yeah. 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 Apparently, they've gotten a lot better in the last couple of years. So I'm just I'm just trying to find John where he's showing his boots. You know they used to sell uh, blue Doc Martens. Yeah. Yeah, John has a power now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My wife once bought a, a pair of bright purple Doc Martens for like super super cheap, and then she just went and got black dye and dyed them, and it worked perfectly. <laughs> The actual Doc Martin store was clearing out the purple ones as no one was buying them. Yeah. I don't know where he shows his boots. Like back in the late 90s when you can get all kinds of different color Doc Martens. That, that's when it was, yeah. Oh, and then there was a post on Cloth today about uh, Xevious for the 2600. I saw that. Somebody found an old... I thought Martin. Xevious was only on the 7800. Well, I guess they found a uh, like a prototype or something. Yeah, it was like a work in progress kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I remember uh, when I was a little kid, my cousin and I would trade games back and forth, and he had a 7800 and I had a 2600. I remember the disappointment coming home and wanting to play his uh, Xevious on my 2600, and I couldn't. I'm like, this is a joke. I was all pissed. It fit in the hole. I know. Xevious is not the greatest game in the world, anyways. I thought it was cool <laughs> back then, though, because that was the only like shooter like that that I had ever played. The only new game was fucking epic. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's right. Yeah, was fucking awesome. Pretty much. Indeed. He had Commando on his seventy-eight hundred. That was the shit too. Yeah. <laughs> And I had that for the NES. I played the crap out of that in Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah. I played Commando on the Commodore 64. A lot of it. <laughs> Gunsmoke on the uh, NES was pretty awesome. What's that? Gunsmoke? Gunsmoke on the NES was a pretty awesome game. Oh, yeah. I think it was almost better than the arcade just because it didn't have the funky button layout. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit weird with, like, the, 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 the one button is, like, A to shoot left and B to shoot right and A and B to shoot forward. Yeah, that was a little weird. I remember I beat it, though. I was happy. <laughs> Played through on one game. But I, I watched, actually, a Super Play video of Gunsmoke. Uh, and uh, this guy beat out in one quarter of the arcade. And he's, like, getting some in-depth discussion about your horse shield. That's what he called it. Because when you get a horse, it gives you, like, an extra hit or an extra two oh, hits. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's all about the horse shield. You have to get the horse. I couldn't find the one where he's actually showing his shoe, but here's here's uh, uh, just a screenshot of where his... Uh, it cuts it off when you zoom in. Because uh, we're getting cut off by the, uh, the people in the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see the blue tent on his shoes. 
<laughs> His whole leg is good. Yeah. Someone's else, someone else is watching it. I haven't quite caught up to it yet. I'm, I've just like watched episode two, so I'm like on three and four, so I haven't quite, quite caught up to it. His restores yet. So, <laughs> I'll be watching it. It's probably kind of the same deal where if he wasn't shooting a video, he might act. He might like think through, like, oh, I'll put down some paper, some paper, or I'll mask this off, or I'll I'll wear, you know, an apron or something. But he gets in the moment of his video and just keeps rolling, I think. And or he actually will uh, router counterclockwise, not clockwise. Right. <laughs> Yeah, on a router table, that's if you go the wrong direction, that's a good way to have the workpiece fly off the table at like 30 miles an hour. Yeah. It's a small piece of wood because the, the bit will grab it and just go, it's gone. I like his comment on, on, the, on the publishing of it. It says, warning, wear a dust mask and safety glasses when doing this work. The dust and paint can be harmful. Don't be a John. And I noticed he was—he's even—he talked about wearing safety glasses and stuff too. So he's getting all all safety-like in his videos now. Yeah, he wore sunglasses though, so it's all safe. <laughs> yeah, he wore sunglasses earlier. He said he was going to put on some glasses too. I—I I don't know if he said he wore safety glasses, but they were probably just sunglasses. That's actually kind of funny. So when when Sam uh, came over and he was he was um, he brought his router over. To do the uh, the work on Big Blue, to do the uh, control panel that that Lexan overlay. Oh yeah. Um, I don't remember if I put it in the video, and I haven't published this video yet because um, I think my next video is due out next week. Um, but I've already edited, it, and there's a part where he's <laughs> he's down here and he's working like right next to the router, and it's like fucking ninja star of Lexan just comes shooting off and fucking hits him like. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought it was his face. I thought he got hit in the face, and it was like a piece, like I don't know, maybe a a four inch triangle. And it just yeah. comes off and fucking nails him. <laughs> I, oh, felt, no. I felt so bad. I was like, oh my god, dude! It's like, dude, <laughs> what a trooper! Yeah, he's yeah, he's a good <laughs> Sam <laughs> guy. I hate when you're cutting that stuff and it uh, it starts to melt and you get all the melted pieces on your skin burning you. Yeah. Oh god, I hate that. Yeah, I didn't record the uh, the part in the video. You have to, guys, you have to give uh, Sam shit next time you see him. Uh, when he uh, <laughs> he was readjusting the soldering iron and he just like put it like right against his other hand. Oh no. You know, it's like one of those moments where it's like he's holding it. And he does like this, and he's holding it there for a second, and I was like, oh, dude, stop. <laughs> and he's like, then it hits him, and he's burning himself. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not video the uh, teaching Sam how to solder, but um, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he went home with a good-sized blister on his finger. Oh, I bet. Jeez. I had that thing cranked up to 750 or, uh, 650 or seven. So that was oh, yeah. I caught myself a few times when I was finishing um, putting the 4600 back, like removing it, because you have to um, desolder the two wires for the width coil. Yep. And um, and you have to get so close, like I had, I'd have like a needle nose pliers trying, you know, holding the wire and taking it off. And there are a couple times where I swear I was like that far away. You can feel the heat just emanating from the iron. It's like ah, maybe I should watch what I'm doing a little closer. 
Well, and I get that thing too, like where like I'm holding, you know, I'm holding my iron like this, and I feel my hand, my fingers like creeping over the blue. Yeah. And it's like it's getting hotter and hotter. It's like I'm working, but it's like I gotta keep doing what I'm doing. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right? You do it so many times, like you start, you have to stop. And be like, whoa, I guess I'm a little too comfortable with this. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I I don't have problems with my soldering iron, but for some reason the uh, the Hako, the 808, the uh, desoldering gun, that that thing, the tip is like 800 degrees. And I've misplaced that a few times where. I oh, get your finger close to that though. Well, <laughs> you do it like this. Well, I mean, but the end of it, you know, it's just sitting on my desk, my workbench, like on, and oh. I'll I'll lose track of where the tip is, and I'll basically like brush my hand or something up against it, and I'll just hear that sizzle like. Take yourself okay. a stand. What's that? Yeah, I, I need that. I need a stand like that. Yeah, never, like never forget the hacko, the hacko stand. Yeah, I gotta get that. And it's actually got a little lip in the front, so once it, the gun is in, it won't rotate. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, I don't want to hear nothing about your, y'all's problems. My beard gets singed a lot. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we all talking about the same thing? Aaron's talking about misplacing his tip, so I mean, like... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You never forget where your tip is. That's true. Good advice for life. (laughs) In general, (laughs) screwdriver tip. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. (laughs) Q-tip. I've been drinking too. Huh? <laughs> I'm running out of jokes. Hey, uh, Brad. That's the name you gave me. <laughs> uh, one hour, nine minutes, and 38 seconds. You can get a good shot of his uh, blue boots. It's when he's showing them off. One hour. Hold on. I liked um, Joe's comment cargo shorts for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing out loud pretty hard on that one. Oh god, I'm wearing cargo shorts tonight too. I am too. Let's see him. Mine are black. Check them out. I got some serious pockets right here. I am too. Mine are blue. <laughs> We've got all the shades. Oh, those are those are some sexy cargo shorts there, uh, Andrew. Thanks, man. Wow. I try. <laughs> okay, so 109. 10938 uh, ish. <laughs> I can't believe we're looking for this. Alright, I'm almost there actually. Alright. We're do we're doing John's tech in ten second spotlight for uh, it. Oh yeah, no, this this is actually <laughs> this is a much better shot. There you go. Oh yeah. Mm. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> they just blend right in. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. And and look at his camera stand too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his whole tripod and look, look at the floor, Andrew. Holy shit! But luckily, his power supply didn't get hit. You don't see that? Yeah, oh, no, it's much. That's the fuse tester. Oh, damn it! You beat me to it, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the fuse tester. <laughs> I would just take a snapshot of this and have an arrow, like a diagram, like. Arrow to this, arrow to that, and put an arrow to the uh, 
power supply and just say, label it fuse tester. <laughs> and and some sort of comment about blue paint. The paint is blue. It's yeah, blue yeah. paint. Yeah. It's not brown. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure someone's making a meme out of, or a meme out of that now. Hashtag arcade hangout. <laughs> <laughs> or an, uh, a looping gif. <laughs> I don't always test fuses, but when I do it, I, it's on a conductive surface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have yet. Or when I do it, I'm wearing blue boots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So I tested my, you know, I we just realized I tested MK3, I tested it with my MK2 harness. Uh-oh. And it Kaboom. worked. It worked fine. Except the run button didn't work, obviously. But, oh, yeah. So I was never a fan of them adding a specific run button. Why don't you just, like, add a command to dash, like, forward, forward. Well, that's what I was thinking of doing because, uh, I mean, I have the MK2 cab in the control panel and I wanted to keep that stock, but I'd like to kind of have, you know, the option to go back and forth on like a switcher between two of my MK boards. So I have, I have one, two, and three now. So I figure, well, I don't want to drill a hole for a run button just to play three in my MK2 cab. So maybe I'll right. wire up like a two-button combination or something similar to yep. so run instead. No, yep. just use just use one of those joysticks that has the button on top of the stick. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be rad. Yeah, but the problem with that crafty, I mean, just to just to throw the devil's advocate out there, the problem with that is like if you get someone who actually like knows how to play, they're gonna be really frustrated by that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know, Mortal Kombat. That's that's always the thing that I've that is like just messed with my head like going from Street Fighter to that game is that oh shit there's a button to block now block fucks I cannot play that game because no. of it. and it's right in the center of all your buttons yeah yeah oh, I, I, the I hate back as block I like the block button cuz I like Mortal uh, Kombat so but well, luckily well, for me I got a Mortal Kombat 4 cabinet so my run button's already there whenever I want to play 3 yeah, I just yeah. put it in my 4 cabinet so and my one's in its own cabinet, and my two is in its own cabinet. So See, that's, yeah, that's, nice. that's crap. You'll just have to uh, build a MK3 and 4 cabinet. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Well, like, see, holding holding back to block is, like, so instinctive, though. You know, I, 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 I agree with you, Jim, because obviously I'm a Street Fighter guy, but, like, at the same time, I actually I do kind of appreciate the fact that, like, that actually is a different command. If you think about, like, in fighting, it's like, all right, so... It's not just a matter of like pulling back to block. It's like I actually have to block. There's a block to a move. I don't know fucking karate, but like you know, like yeah, right. Like all right, as a you know, it's like someone's gonna punch you. I have to block it. Block yeah, it's like it's I, like, I, I understand it, uh, but like I guess at the same at, at you know on the same argument, uh, Mortal Kombat doesn't really have a cross-up game like Street Fighter does. Well, that and if you think about it, you can't start any forward moves if you have to hold back at the same time. That's what I like about it. You can do any combination of moves you want, even if it's a forward move to start, like a double tap forward, and you can hold block. Uh, that that takes out a lot of the mind games, though, for me, because like if if I know that someone has to in order to get out of like uh, a block string or a combination I'm doing in Street Fighter. I'll specifically go for low attacks because I know that they're only, the only way they're going to get out of this is if they have to push they have to push forward first, like a dragon punch. 
So if you go low, you can you can prevent that from happening, and they have to block. So like there's there's always like there's more of a meta game I think, or I feel like. But I'm not a Mortal Kombat guy, so I'm sure guys would like stomp on me and be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> we'll get ready for the YouTube comments, Jim. That, here they come. Yeah. And Jim's oh, channel on YouTube is yeah right. Please <laughs> <laughs> comment on all of his shit comments. That's right. Yeah, all all of my like forty videos, maybe I don't know how many I have. Yeah, you got like thousands of subscribers. <laughs> yeah, uh, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> what reasons are those? Because uh, like his chest muscles. Yes. No. Yeah, I um don't have a lot of arcade stuff on my channel. I have like it's it's like maybe thirty percent of the videos I have is oh, okay. arcade related. So mm, like I get subscribers porn. for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the rest is porn. Exactly. It's just all it's, porn. And fifty percent of it's porn. Arcade is Jim jerking off. Yeah, but it all has to be censored because it's YouTube. You know. Yeah. There's lots of blocks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a little artifacty. Yeah. It's all right. Though. Jim, so yeah. speaking of which, when's your next video due out? I've I've been trying to think of like what to do. I was gonna do something maybe like an eyes gameplay video, or I was gonna do some gameplay videos, but then my Red Ten also took a dump as far as that CPU goes. Um, I have I was gonna do some more funny mashup videos though, but I'm I'm studying ways to get around YouTube's new algorithm. According to like people I've been talking to, because it's all you know like clips from movies, like a mashup. Yeah, yeah. I like to do stuff like that, and um, like apparently the way to get around it now is you have to have like a big border around everything. You can't use like just quick clips from movies, full screen. It all has to be like shrunk way down. Weird. Yeah, it's oh, kind of dumb. Because it, it actually recognizes the patterns. Yeah. You're like off to the side. And you have like the video up here or something? Yeah, and there's people that will even do like before this. A lot of people were doing stuff where they would just mirror the video, so they would flip it horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> and so like you'll watch something and be like, "Wait a minute, isn't that aren't, isn't that person on the wrong side?" Yeah, but yeah, I, I've been wanting to do another top ten video, but I just don't have the time to write a commentary and stuff like I used to be able to. So I, I was going to do. I had a really funny idea for. Uh, or I thought it was funny at least at the time, for a mashup video that all ended with... Uh, are you guys familiar with The Last Starfighter? Yeah. The yeah. movie? At yeah. the very end where the where the guy's like, what do we do? And he's like, we die. You know that? that I was going to take... I had a, I have a list going of about 50 different 80s movies that I was just going to interject that in. And, and like... And, and, uh, me and my coworker of mine, we were just ranting off different different stuff, and we were just bawling our heads off laughing, and so I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll whip something together, so I was going to do that, but I haven't, I don't have anything prepared right now, so. <laughs> we die. Yeah, <laughs> just, just that bit, yeah. <laughs> but it has to be all 80s movies, so I was going to do, you know, everything, like comedies, dramas, yeah. So, so give us a preview, like, like what, what are your two favorite examples you can think of right now? Um, let me, uh, let's, where's my list here? Um, let's see here. Let's see, well, one example would be, um, do you guys know Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yep. Oh, yeah. So when they're like, I say we kill him, and then the guy's like, I say we hang him, then we kill him. Then one dude's like, I say we stop him. Then we tattoo him. Then we hang him, and then we we die. 
<laughs> or like Back to the Future, you know, when he's like, next Saturday night, we die. <laughs> or where he's like, um, Doc has the big thing on his head, and he's like, and, he, and Marty's like, I'm from the future, blah, 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 I need you to help me. He's like, my God. Do you know what this means? It means we die. <laughs> so like, just those are just some of the you know like a couple examples. Or, or like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You know, guys, if you don't get an A on your on your final report, we die. So it, like, it, nothing makes makes any sense. It just kind of like you can just interject it into various parts. So I like doing stuff like that. I don't know. I like it. That's awesome. They'll probably get taken down. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> My other videos ha haven't yet, but, you know, stupid YouTube. Are they grandfathered in or something like that? or? Um, I don't know how that how their algorithm exactly works, but it, it I know that it looks at the full frame. Right. And I think if it just matches up with, like, I think a lot of, um, I would expect that a lot of the real finicky... Um, studios and stuff like Fox and, and stuff have all these things like logged or they've contributed to YouTube and they're like, well, any of these movies, you know. But it uh, like your old videos haven't gotten taken down. So. No, no. But then again, like, I don't monetize anything. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Okay. I don't know. Because all, all of my, like, top ten videos, those all have, like, Lots of clips from from all kinds of movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let's put a link to uh, the video I made of my truck and field there. Uh, keep in mind, my video camera is ancient, and would not compute with my laptop. So I'm oh, oh, pretty oh, much. Wait, wait, I'm gonna be your first fucking subscriber. Oh, <laughs> Please yeah. beat you to it. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Oh, Orange Whip has subscribed. Yeah, yeah has number subscribed. one, baby, number God one. Damn notifications. But yeah, oh, here that. comes another one. <clears throat> Jesus, damn it. Wow, that, that is an old school camera. It looks like it's VHS. I, I like that yeah, you've Sony got... Sony DV something, 1900 or some crap like that. It's at least 10 years old. Does that use the small tapes? Uh, yes. The VHS Cs? Uh, no, a DV somethings. Oh, mini DVs? That's the ones. Yeah. And they're all, like, nice. 10 years old, so they're all crappy <laughs> to begin with. I, I'm, I like seeing the, um, all the time code and everything on there. Yeah, I couldn't get it off my camera, so actually I took my cell phone and hold it very carefully in front of the viewer. Well, you can, you can see, like, the uh, the audio data and stuff, like, kind of, uh, oh, here's a playback up. No, <laughs> I like it. And it's 16-bit audio. I mean, that counts for something. Yeah, I think at one point I set it to 16-bit, but at the beginning it was, like, 8. The colors on the outside are correct, the white and the blue. That's definitely the right colors. Yeah, except I got into, when I got the uh, CPO... It had the uh, the where the the holes where the buttons go in through. I figured, oh, I'll just take this little dot to the store and have it um, color matched. I get the can home and I look at the control panel again and go, oh crap, this is the dark purplish blue color, not the light blue it should be. Uh, they did the wrong color. Mm-hmm. I thought I was smart by taking the little dot in to be um, 
analyzed for the color, then I realized, crap, those are from the darker I, parts of the control that's panel. That's another thread that we should start. There should, should be um, Pantone paint code colors oh, but the thread. Uh, that comes up from time to time, though, but that's really hard, though, because... Uh, I mean, define a cabinet that has never been bleached by the sun or changed by UV or anything like that. Like, well, the so, sides, though, you can easily go underneath the side art, right? Yeah, I guess so. Or inside, the, or inside, like, underneath the control panel where there's overspray, usually there's paint in there, too. Yeah, it's still just tricky, though. Like, I mean, I, I know that, that that definitely comes up, but it'd be cool to see Pantone colors for everything. Well, I know Todd Tucky has, he says that he does all his, he has Pantone colors for it, and he has them all in, in that, uh, the Ace Hardware he goes to, and he just goes in and says, I want Pac-Man yellow, and they have a Pantone for that. Nice. And those are colors that I think he's gotten over the years by taking side art and stuff off and probably just putting a Pantone swatch beside it. Right, but that wouldn't work for Pac-Man, because that's all still... Not for Pac-Man, but for, you know, whatever. For, uh, yeah, for... But, I mean, he, he does have some, you know, games that are home use only that he could have had, like a Miss Pac-Man that was never... You know, never saw the light of day. Right. Yeah, or, I mean, with a Pac... You know, Miss Pac, like, maybe you could find some overspray on certain parts of it to get that blue. Yeah. No, it's cool. I think it's an interesting project. I think uh, it'd be awesome if someone actually came up with the the, the true Pantone colors if there's any color matched Home well, Depot you, or, any, or whatever. You would think that somewhere in the histor- history books, I mean, Atari had to have a color code for that. Well, I'm sure they did, yeah. They, they did themselves, right? They, I'm sure they had to order it, so... I mean, we've got the actual, you know, films for doing side art and stuff like that. You'd think somebody somewhere would have some of that information. It is possible. Talk to Atari Scott. Yeah. It's just it's just one of those things, like, to have all stuff in one place for the restoration would be awesome. No, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, as a, as a purist for it, I, I, I agree 100%. That'd be awesome. I just noticed that Gleek, the Gleek commented on my... Uh, asking for e-proms e or whatever, and the first thing he said was, oh, we should just put all that on VAPS or on the, the KiloV like, database or the GGDB database or whatever. I was like, well, let's just gather the information first if we can. Well, yeah, no, I think I think that would be the way you change VAPS. Because, like, I, I mean, I know that people have made a lot of requests over the years to try and make VAPS a wiki, which, honestly, I think would be fucking awesome. But it's a whole separate application to do it. And they've got a ton of data... So how do you you know move that over efficiently to a new system? Yeah, well, I don't think um, I don't think Kalo V is the right place for it, like the the arcade place, because that's more for uh, it doesn't it's not really for like you know dimensions of cabinets or colors of cabinets. It's more for how many were made, what revisions there were, that sort of thing. More consumer kind of stuff, not the people who are trying to restore them. Yeah, but, but you see, like, people, like, with, with VAPS, I mean, like, you see this shit on Craigslist all the time where it's, like, some dipshit is selling his whatever cabinet on Craigslist, and you, you see him, like, they clearly copied and pasted from VAPS with that information out there. So it really is, like, kind of like the repo of all that data. And if you've already got all the other, other data, like, why wouldn't you want to throw in cabinet dimensions and color codes? On, on VAPS, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, he he was talking on also on uh, on like KLV. Oh yeah, yeah. Like on the arcade museum on the front page. Because VAPS used to be a completely separate thing when it first came out. Yeah. And eventually it, it merged. I don't know what happened there, but it merged with with Clove at some point where they got the information, you know, by your name, how many games you have, that sort of thing. Yeah, that that's... It's interesting. It's a couple of different pieces of software, obviously, running all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was two different people that were doing it. VAPS has the... It, that's the that creepy uh, Uncle Sam guy in the corner of the forum up there on the upper left. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like <laughs> EM. Yeah. Right? Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's like a very scary like carnival game. On VAPS? Is it is it not there anymore? No, it's it's no, no. on Cloud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Homepage. That's the yeah. thing that if you drop a quarter into it, it should say, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, um, Steve's on Clav right now. His last activity was 108, or I mean, like five oh. minutes ago, ten minutes ago. So much yeah, on him though. It's a camera and a fucking microphone too. Yeah, no kidding. Well, the Gleek just answered me on there on there as well not long ago. I'm actually just writing a thread about the arcade hangout now. Oh, nice. Um, not that it's live, but just that it, it, it exists now, and we've got a, a new name and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we can update the thread. We'll be more popular than outsiders for how often they update theirs. Yeah, it's just, well, it's just so if people, we get more people in here, more people just watching it in general. Yeah. We still have one viewer. No, there's nobody. <laughs> Darn. I think that one viewer might have been my cell phone. Oh. Actually, uh, so speaking of names, uh, Seabart, what's your, what's your name, your first name? Oh, uh, Chris. Chris, okay. Cool, thank you. I also answered an asshole and hey you. So, right. <laughs> you know everyone's like, so we've got Aaron and Brad. Carl. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> really? Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> what about Buffett? Does Buffett have a first name? Or is he just like Madonna? I don't know. All you can eat. Isn't that your first name? All you can eat. Or or the Golden Corral. I am scraping the bottom barrel. I have no more good jokes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm amused. That that would be pretty awesome though if you actually named your kid that. I think tonight it's lasagna, lasagna buffet. You know, you know, uh, Andrew. Uh, going back to Street Fighter, when uh, the on Super Nintendo, because the voice was so distorted. Yeah. When the guys would do their Dragon Punch, as a kid, I used to think they were saying, "All you can." All you can. Yeah. All, all you, you can. can. Yeah. I always thought they were saying like some kind of like a uh, noodle dish, like Hayuchan, Hayuchan noodles <laughs> with teriyaki sauce. <laughs> and then when I saw it written, I mean, it took me like several years to recognize the written form of it as that was actually the Dragon Punch. You know what 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 they said when they did oh the yeah. Movie. I was like, huh, okay. Well, I I told you the story where my dad thought they were saying something mucus. <laughs> <laughs> 
mucus. So, uh, so yeah. like if they're yeah, the the dragon punch was blow mucus and uh, the fireball was a mucus. So if I blow say Street mucus. Fighter on my daddy, he's like, oh, you're talking about the blow mucus game. <laughs> blow What's mucus. The spinning kick one. Yeah, that that's uh, I have no idea. Yeah, what the hell is it? It's like peep, 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 peep. Yeah, now they abbreviate it when people talk about it in the community, the uh, fighting game community. It's just Tatsu's. What the fuck? Tatsu. It, that's the abbreviated name for it. Huh. I just remember looking at the manual. I'm like, that's supposed to be Hurricane Kick? <laughs> How does that trend? Wow. Why don't they just say, like, you know, say it in, like, four syllables? <laughs> Should see some of the manuals for the uh, newer crappy little kids arcade games. There's a new language. It's called Chinglish. It's so horribly translated into English that you can't understand it in either language. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like you know those uh, LED uh, signs you see that businesses have, like they're uh, four by four and they're all LED lit. We installed one or three panels of one where I used to work. We had to call their tech support to tell the log into the computer that was running it to fix it so it would work, and they couldn't understand what the hell they were doing. <laughs> well, that could be a problem. So we switched it to Linux, and then it worked fine. Ah. So, Chris, you're in IT as well? Uh, IT for the morning job, afternoon job, but I'm a prep cook. And then I freelance in repair services, and I just realized that I'm actually logged in through my business account in Google. <laughs> oh, shit. What's that account? Quick, no. <laughs> no, it's just Bart services. Huh. Pool maintenance, IT, frickin' wiring new tenant fit-up is a pain in the ass, I've discovered. So, like, like, uh, like wiring buildings for wireless and wired connection fix no. and stuff like that, or... Yeah, I running the cat five, well, cat six now, and doing the uh, the data drops, putting together five hundred ton servers, or it feels like it when you're doing it yourself sometimes. Uh, and mostly uh, Linux. No, 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 servers we want run on uh, the latest version of Windows, but the uh, server edition. Yep. Do a, have a couple clinics that I do their IT work for. <laughs> I think he's brushing his teeth. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm cleaning my TPGs in the ultrasonic. Yeah, sure. For a minute, for a minute there, I thought you were getting some high voltage electrocution. <laughs> Does that thing take double A batteries, there, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it plugs into the wall. I enjoy that when you're not using it. It's high power. Plugs into the wall. Oh. Do you got a Kickstarter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll mute it until it's done, so it doesn't sound so bad. Uh -huh. You mean muffle it? <laughs> if you turn the bottom counterclockwise, it will turn the device up or down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the mute button. I am Iron. Are we watching a Transformers episode? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, look at that, Aaron. He does exist. I I recognize that room. Yeah, that's my that's my uh, uh, office. Yeah. You've got a big stack of boards to your right. Do I? Oh, yeah, in my closet. Right now I've got a really big stack of stuff. <laughs> Holy shit. I guess you clean the place up when I come over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a cart. I got a cart. I the, uh... Here we go. Where are we going? How the hell is yeah. your... Sleeping? I got a cart now full of shit. <laughs> oh, it's done. Look out behind you! Oh, I don't know. It's like one of the found footage movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for something to jump out. <laughs> this water's hot, though. I think it's like 120 degrees. And Andrew, you're uh, a programmer slash designer. Um, most of what I do right now, actually. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing this shit long enough that I'm in middle management now. Oh, nice. So I actually do very little programming anymore. But my background's in PHP, MySQL for programming, and then uh, a lot of front end stuff. So boards, the board stack. Oh yeah, all my uh, USPS free boxes full of boards and stuff. Porn supply. Porn supply, magazines, yeah. Vibrators, <laughs> nipple clamps, butt plugs. Uh, oh. Paintings. <laughs> Get a Popeye in there. I do. There is a Popeye somewhere in here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in here. That guy contacted me about that thing. Oh, really? I see posted something else saying he wanted to trade it for a candy cap. Yeah, so he's been saying since the beginning, but he's asking way too much for it, and no one's gonna trade him for that. Yeah, it's not not what he wants for it. Like he's, I think he's at eleven hundred now. Still too much. This is for a wide wide body Mario Brothers, and I threw out like kind of like. Kind of half joking that I trade him like one of my uh, red tents for his uh, wide body. I, I don't think that's a very good deal. Well, you put more into your red tent, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and at least one of his buttons is not correct in his control panel, and it's two orange buttons. Yeah. Even if his his wide body was immaculate, it wouldn't be a completely straight up trade, though. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think I think a really good wide body would be like the eight to maybe a grand. Yeah, the eight hundred yeah. around that. Yeah, body. At like in a five hundred for like a normal one. It's like in like complete with the original buttons, but in like you know like used shape. Right. So eight hundred for a nice restored one or at least good clean one. Yeah, and, and five for a working one with yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm with you. But the idea of like having like a, a wide body uh, Meyer Brothers and then throwing Popeye in it with a switcher is kind of appealing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hmm. I don't know. 
I have room for two more cabinets in here. I have to be choosy about what I what else I put in here. Would you get rid of anything that's in there right now, or are you pretty happy with everything? Defender, I would get rid of right now. That's probably the only one on the chopping block. Defender, I'm going to like in a heartbeat. Yeah, that was kind of an acquisition. That was, it fell in my lap. I didn't even want it. Yeah. Just kind of was but there. For, for 200 bucks, it's like, uh, all right. And it's in pretty good shape. Yeah. I yeah. think that, uh, that joust cocktail is taking up too much room. Probably, cocktail? probably load that up in your van and drive it down to my place. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Here's here's a funny thing, right? So my Robotron cocktail. Oh right, sorry, Robotron. <laughs> Not joust. I I would actually trade my Robotron cocktail for an upright in good condition. Oh really? Well, yeah, because you know, like no one. Like like the uh, Joe and 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 Sean and John don't believe it. The Robotron cocktails that's a it's a rare piece and they are worth more than the uprights. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And uh, it's just kind of the form factor for you is not as uh, accessible because of the the leg leg issue. It's it's that's really it. Yeah, and mine plays so fucking flawlessly. Well, it's a beautiful machine. I mean, it's just. It's Where is it? I can't even see it. Right behind him. Oh, right there. Okay. Oh, and I've got I've got boards sitting on top of it right now. Oh, okay. Sweet. But um, you know, I, if I got rid of that, I could. I, like, I want a Robotron in here. I don't. I don't. I, I want that game. Period. So, I, I love it. So, but if I got rid of that one, I could put in two uprights. Yeah. 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 So you have like an island out there. Right, so if I got rid of the cocktail for an upright, that means I could get a new game in that same spot. Sweet. So, yeah. But yeah, I think Defender is probably the only one that I would get rid of. You know, Spy Hunter, I guess, is the only other one that, that like... I like be a, twisted, maybe. Maybe, but I fucking love that game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun driving game. game that I have right now. Right, that's why I'm missing. I don't have a driving game at all, but I can't even think about another game or games until we're in a house. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a one one of like ten motivators right now for me. Where are you at with that? I mean, are you close? Are you thinking about it? Are you? I'm actually looking for a new job right now. Yeah, I need I need more income. Something, something more than the, uh, the liquor store? Well, that's just for the summer right now, and then my stock footage that I sell. Right. Um, but I need something uh, that pays better than working for the school district, which is, isn't is that much. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm hoping I get a call back. I, I got an email, like, about a week ago. It's for um, a job for the city. And so you know how slow, the, uh, I don't know how it is there, but here, city jobs, I mean, the way that they, the hiring process goes is pretty darn slow. Forever, yeah. Yeah, and so I just get... My wife works for the state. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I get an email, and it's like, hey, you know, just wanted to let you know that we put you on the eligible candidates list, right. and that will get sent to the hiring department, 
that, and they will use this list until September 1st. So right. I could get a call tomorrow or, yeah, so I have no idea. But Basically, at this point, your resume is in the system. Yeah, it's like, okay, this guy could be a potential, not, right. you know, rather than, like, I, apparently they um, filtered through some people. It's like the first gate. <laughs> so, but it's, it's a cool job. I mean, my, my background's in... Um, I have kind of a technical background, but mostly it's in uh, TV and film production. And it'd be working um, at uh, the City Hall in Minneapolis here for the attorneys handling all the video evidence that comes in. Holy shit. So, like, from, like, cops and stuff. Uh, yeah. So, I would, so it, it sounds really, like, I was like, well, this could be really interesting rather than, like, all the other cookie-cutter jobs out there. But, I don't know, it... It's not quite the same as when I was unemployed and looking for work, but still it's become kind of a job in itself because, like, I'll just refresh the page. I'll use the most generic terms, and it's like, uh, okay, there's, like, six new jobs today, and four of them, or two of them relate. So, but, yeah. No, I mean, uh, government jobs... I mean, the, the, the cool part is they don't pay necessarily a whole lot, but, like, once you get in there, you're in there for forever if you want to stay there. Yeah, and, and for me, um, the the benefits and the holidays and all that stuff add, adds a lot of weight. And the pay for this isn't – it's it's quite a range, so I think I could no, possibly negotiate if I got an interview. Do they use the, the GP system, like GP1, GP2, GP3, GP4? Uh, I don't know if they do, but they had the salary like just laid out. They're like it's from this range to this range, like, and I think by law they have to do that at least for yeah. It's the same way with education. All, all public jobs. I mean, like basically, it's like like my 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 uh, my wife like when she can go find out what her boss gets paid because it's all available. Right. Yep. So it has to be transparent. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. It is. It, it really is. It's like, oh, why does my boss make this much more than I do, and I do more than they do? And it's... You know, I'm sure glad like uh, the guys who work for me uh, can't look up my salary. <laughs> nice. I know what they get paid, and I, I take good care of them. But like at the same time, it's like ah, this is what I have in your budget to pay you. So. Oh right. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because um, I I see. On a, on a given day when I'm job hunting, I'll see like a dozen jobs that are exactly like what I've done before and I don't want to do, I want something different that I, like, I feel like I'm moving forward. And so I'll see all this stuff where it's like, oh, okay, another company that's looking for a one-man show to do everything for their small business or whatever. And that's, I, I've been there, I did that for five years and <laughs> I got what I could out of it. I did a lot of cool, you know, cool stuff, but I don't want to be that guy. I'd either want to work for a team or do something I haven't thought of before. Right. So. Have you tried uh, going to your local TV stations? Well, see, I uh, it's actually funny. I one of the jobs I applied for, I didn't realize they rebranded, and and so all of a sudden I realized that oh, this is a job that I had an, an interview with several years ago. So I was like, ah, crap. But um, I don't really want to, like, for me, the the jobs that interest me the most are um, 
not very monotonous and working for a TV station or a network gets to be very, very repetitive and monotonous. And uh, that's something I'm trying to get away from. Would that be like editing gigs or? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like right when I got out of college, my first, one of my first interviews was for out here, one of the major networks, NBC. Um, uh, They have a shopping channel and I interviewed for editing for them. And then, and then at the same time I interview for a small business where I would basically be in one, I was a one man show uh, doing all the recording, the lighting, the sound, the editing, doing everything. And um, it was a hell of a lot of work, but I enjoyed it. I was glad I took that job because it got me out of the office. I got to go to other businesses. I got to do, no, no job was really the same. So, and then I got laid, laid off from that in 2011. Uh, and actually, you could probably track that on Clav because you don't see any posts from me between like, there's like a, a year gap because I, I was unemployed. And, um, and then I got this job uh, that I'm at right now through the school district, which is basically IT because I have kind of a technical background too. And um, so I'm trying to get, a, get away from that. It's something that pays better basically. That's basically the only reason I'm looking for a different job is pay right now. You and Brad are kind of in the same industry then. Sort of. Well, you teach, right? Yeah, well, I was a web developer, then I moved into teaching. Yeah. Right now, I'm a stay-at-home dad. (laughs) I was teaching for the last month, but, and they wanted to bring me on for more work, but I was, my wife just got a new job, so I was like, no, I'll stay at home with the boy and do that for a while. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, if you can do it, that's sweet. Quality yeah. time. Yeah. Well, both my wife and I have been home with him for a year and a half almost. Almost okay. almost is the whole time. It's just about two, so. Well, I I absolutely love working in education. I never thought I'd see the day where I'd be in a school on the other end of things and be eating in the teacher's lounge and stuff. But yeah, uh, I was post I was private post secondary is what I was teaching. Okay, and I'm in I'm in the mid, two middle schools. Oh, middle school. Kids. Yeah, sixth through ninth grade. Yeah, I have to like contain myself because like the first like two weeks I'd be I'd have to, I'd catch myself laughing at you know these like 12 year old boys what they were doing and thought it was hilarious so I'm like oh that's right I'm <laughs> I have to be a little more professional here but <laughs> there's sophomore humor you find awesome and you're like you're, oh, you're an adult <laughs> they're making fart noises and I'm like dude you know what's really funny no that's but uh <laughs> yeah exactly check this out no <laughs> but uh it's a lot I like being I'm a people person so I like being around people and it, it was a, it's a lot of fun it's just and I enjoy it it's just to pay his ass, and I can't really live off of that, you know. So it's just kind of—it's kind of shitty how they, you know, how they pay people, you know. But and my wife's a teacher, and uh, and then she does uh, she teaches high school English, and then also does all the theater stuff, and directs the plays and all that stuff. So like during, uh, I'd say like two thirds of the school year. She gets home at like 10 p.m. So like she calls me a theater widow because I don't yeah. I hardly see her. Yeah. And then 
and then she has to grade all of her papers, and each one of those papers is 15 to 15 minutes to a half an hour if she's doing essays, and she's got per essay, you know. So it's a never, you know, it's a 24/7 job, really. Yeah, yeah I think people definitely under uh, undervalue or underappreciate like how much work teachers have to do outside of right classroom. Yeah, they can't just leave work at work. Right. Yeah. 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 So, like they punch out and go home and like shut off. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I dated a girl when I lived out in California, and um, uh, she had just got into teaching. Um, and yeah, same thing. It's like yeah, her whole life got basically enveloped. Yeah. All the work that's involved. It's like well, that's that's why. Like, oh, it's you get an easy gig. It's like you work nine months a year and you take three months off. It's like yeah, I was like, that's great. You get summers off and all these holidays. Oh. And it's like really like for like uh, the school year would end, and then for like two to three weeks at least she'd still be working. Like, and you have workshops and stuff you have to go to. Uh, yeah. Workshops. Yeah. And then, like, she, yes, she would get a vacation there in the middle, but, like, then, like, you know, three to four weeks before school starts, she's back in the classroom setting everything up and yep. working on lesson plans and all that shit. It's like, it's not really three months off. It's not like a kid. No, no, exactly. Yeah. But once she's done it a few times, though, then that stuff goes away because she's already got that stuff done, right? That helps. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that's why I was. I only ever taught post-secondary. It's it's a completely different world. What does your wife do, Brad? She's a I genetic think. scientist. I, I don't have any questions about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, post-secondary. It's 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 one or two classes, and that's all you're teaching, and it's uh it's different. I would never teach like public school, kindergarten to grade 12 or whatever, I would never teach that. Yeah, I mean, middle school, that's like probably some of the most challenging kids out there. The the 8th graders are the biggest pain. Yeah. yeah. It's weird, though, because like in the school district, you know, middle school covers ninth grade, too, so uh, once I get to high school, there's there's no freshmen. It's it's just sophomores to seniors. Interesting. Am We've actually... All of ours have merged now. We have... Uh, all our schools are... Uh, eight to twelve or seven to twelve now. Oh wow! Yeah, they they took all the. We never had the sophomores and stuff. We never had that kind of stuff in Canada, but oh, okay. we always had a elementary school, junior high school, high school. So elementary school was usually kindergarten to seven, junior high school is eight to ten, and then high school is eleven and twelve. Oh, wow. And they've basically taken all the high schools, and all the junior high schools, and they've made them all high schools. And it's all eight through twelve now. Every single school. Okay. Wow. What was the original like philosophy behind that? Actually, I don't know if you guys know this as teachers, but like, was the idea that like, I mean, um, at least so for me, I don't know. It, it changes different places, but like for me, it was K through six. Me too. Then it was seventh and eighth. Me too. Yep. Junior was, high. Yep. And then uh, ninth through twelfth was was high school. That's so, exactly how it was. It's always been so weird, like the idea of like just seventh and eighth grade being this like tiny little school, like just two grades. Was the idea it was like those kids were like the worst, most pain in the ass, like just starting to like become adults and like fucked up kids who are starting to be rebellious and shit. And so you stick all them together. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, like, but that's how it was for me. 
and uh, seventh and eighth was was together, and um, and I swear the school was the same size as like the K through six. So it was it was a pretty big school, yeah. But they I must mean, have had, they must have had a lot more of them. There were eventually they, they got to like come from somewhere and then go to somewhere. Yeah. So, See, ours was one through seven, so we had more students were in more schools, and then as you go up, it goes less and less and less, right? Why? Because they drop out? No, because the amount of years you're in that school is less. So elementary is kindergarten to seven. Yeah. So you have essentially eight years of students in one school, yep. and then junior high school is only eight through ten, so you had three years of students, and then high school is only 11 and 12, so you only had two years of students. Hmm. So do you have more high schools than elementary schools? I mean, fewer. fewer, but they're larger. Lot, a lot larger. Right. So I guess yeah. like, like socially they could probably handle bigger groups than little kids maybe is the idea. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and it, it was also it, it was it's also to separate. That's why I, I actually don't and I don't teach it. And I don't have a kid in it or anything yet. But I don't really like the idea of having eight through twelve because, I mean, you have kids that are just starting to go through puberty with guys who have full length beards and who have been driving for two years. Right. It's it's really weird. Like socially, it's yeah. weird. Whereas when I went to school, right. all this, it was all separated, which was good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's not really a whole lot different from like like I mean, sure like certain amounts, but like like little kids, little, little kids and kindergartners like up through like 6th or I guess even 7th grade. Not a huge change. Not a lot of stuff no. with those kids. But like, yeah, once you talk about like kids being like what, like 12, 11 years old mixed with 18 year olds, that's a huge spread. Yeah. 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 It's funny how that, that there's that sort of like bell curve of that where it's like when they're little, there's not much difference between like a pretty broad spectrum. And then as you get older, like, so, like, as we are, like, uh, you know, like, your mid-20s to someone who's, like, mid-30s, that tapers off as well. Yeah. yeah. The point where it's now it's, like, you know, you get your, like, uh, 40s and even 50s, like, eh, it can mix pretty easily. It's, it's like a big arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A big bell curve in the middle there. Yep. But there's that awkwardness right right in that middle where it's, like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Like, those kids apart. <laughs> Well, and kids are so mean too. I mean, that's that's the other thing. Like, I that's one thing I'm reminded of. Like, work, working, I'm like, God, I forgot how how terribly mean some kids can be. That's funny. Kids are really conservative. They like their very specific, um, you know, everything has to be the norm. I don't want it, liberal kids doing crazy weird stuff because those are the weirdos and stuff like that. It's like. Everyone has to like sort of conform to this sort of like normal kid thing. Well, especially in again for me, elementary school, which was kindergarten to seven, and then when you got to junior high school, eight through ten, that's when everybody started experimenting and going into their own little, right. you know, the punks and the heavy metal guys and the car guys and the jocks. Yeah, and, yeah. Like a class system. Yeah, everything started to separate out then. Yeah, unless you're Ferris Bueller. Maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember high school. Shoved into lockers. Yeah, I could fit into most of them. <laughs> and oh, the spoilies. Yeah, like hazing shit. Like that stuff doesn't happen anymore, right? I don't know. I've been out of high school for almost uh, eight years, eight or nine years now. You've been out of high school for all of eight and nine years. Wow. 
I'm young, I know. <laughs> <laughs> young and probably more hung than most of you. Got the oh. Italian and the French going for me. The Italian and the French. <laughs> I was just trying to think. Uh, I think I'm. I think this is my twenty fifth. <laughs> yeah. Crafty, you might be the oldest here. I don't know. Graduated in 1990. I turned 43 in about uh, 10 days. Holy shit, 10 days? Well, July 21st, so that's less than 10 days, right? July? Oh, wow, that's like Wait a second. Days. 43, that doesn't compute. When did you graduate high school? 1990. Oh, how old were you? Uh, I wasn't even 18 yet when I graduated. Yeah, same here. I was 17 when I graduated. And you're only 43? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm older than you. Oh, uh, well, yeah, July 21st, 1972, Aaron. How'd you find that out? <laughs> I have my ways. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Are we going to see a little graduation photo, like John? No, it's like seventh grade photos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like laugh, bro, all that shit. My high school photo was fine. It was like, you know, just 90s. Kind of or 1990 kind of thing, but yeah, my like eighth grade photo, <laughs> seventh grade photo, I may have looked a little bit uh, big glasses and stuff like that. <laughs> Did you have the Sally Jesse Raphael glasses? Not quite, but they were like thick. Like I had thick glasses when I was like in sixth and seventh grade. What is your prescription? Um, Pop bottle. <laughs> I've been I've been in, in bifocals, so I have progressives. Yeah. Progressives for a what, while. What's your nearsighted level? Um. I'm trying to gauge your nerditude here. I used to know. I think my is the near what, the up close or is that the far? The far, the distance. Okay, that's only like 2.5 plus 2.5. Well, that's nothing. And then my close up though is like four plus four, so it's not it's not huge, but. Ah, oh, you're not Coke bottle level. But but back then, you know, like in you know in the eighties, they didn't make thin glasses. That's true. You had like the, the the plastics or the glasses, the glass lenses, and the yeah, were like lighter weight, but the thicker. Is that how that worked? I don't remember. Well, they had yeah. thick frames, that's for sure. Oh yeah. I had bifocals when I was in uh, third grade. Holy shit. Because oh. I had some kind of muscle issue with my eye. So then I had surgery, and I got rid of my bifocals. I just had to wear normal glasses then. I got you beat nearsighted-wise. Nearsighted, I'm, I'm a, a eight. Eight? Holy crap. Yeah, that's a lot more than me. I'm a bat, yeah. Wow. I have no problem seeing up close, but, um, yeah, from a distance, like, yeah. My glasses are definitely Coke bottles. It's the the weird thing is is like my prescription and my wife's prescription are like reversed. So like without our glasses on trying to find the right focal distance where we can both see is like impossible. <laughs> <laughs> like moving our heads back and forth. Like I can't focus. <laughs> yeah. What is what does your wife do, Aaron? She works in uh I, I guess you could, wives and stuff. I guess you could call it healthcare administration. Um she works for a company that administers the mental health program for the state for Medicaid for um, Douglas, Arapahoe, and Aurora. Yep. So she is a compliance officer. So she uh, handles all the healthcare compliance and all that kind of stuff. Make sure they follow follow the rules. 
Nice. Yeah, so exciting. She's the bread. She's the breadwinner right now. I like that. I wish my wife were. I would totally love that. It's about time my wife is. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's enough of it where I was so. So as a Brad, did she did she work like in a lab or? Yeah, she works in a lab. What about you? Who? Who? Me? I was going to say for Aaron, if he would charge, you know, hundred, hundred fifty dollars each for his test uh, pattern generator, he'd be the player. Yeah, that's I should. I I'm slowly, I've slowly been moving the price up. <laughs> Good. So uh, where you at your with your list wise? Like, uh, how many you got waiting? Uh, I still have about forty people on there. And how many have you sold so far? Uh, shipped uh, 270. Yeah. So it, the thing is, like the last few months, um, because I've been working a couple different contracts IT-wise, I haven't, I haven't been as motivated to like pump them out. So yeah, I've yeah. kind of slowed down on my, how many I'm shipping every month. So um, if I could, if I pumped out like eight a week again, I could probably catch up on my list. So how many I'm doing, doing more like, you know, maybe like 20 a month now instead of at one point I was doing like 40. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Buffett's like, yeah, that, was, that was like underwater. Going on, off, on, off, on. There it goes. Oh, poor oh, no. hey <laughs> He must have fallen asleep he on it. He must have fallen asleep on it. <laughs> I'm sitting on it. Hey, uh, Aaron, when I did a search for Crafty Mech uh, on Google, why does this image come up? <laughs> oh, that, oh. That's Yum, my, was it yummyyucky.com? That's from my Flickr account. I forget what I posted that on, but... Um, <laughs> So like I upload, there's another great one on my Flickr of this guy in his underwear working on all his computers. All those guns, and then he's got a rock band and a Guitar Hero guitar behind. There's one uh, when I searched Crafty Mech as well. Uh, one of uh, John in a big penis outfit came out up too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot. Yeah. If you must know about me, I pumped a Geo Seven Mech board up on the enter button. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me find that. Uh, let me find that other one that I like on my uh, my photos. It's hilarious when you just do random searches like this. Uh, oh well, <laughs> there was this. This is a classic. Well, I don't know. It was fun at the time back when this was like all the rage, and we were talking about this individual. <laughs> it's Cana it's Canada as Beetlejuice. Oh really? I have to share it though. If, if anybody's listening, they can see it. If you say his name three times, he magically appears. It's <laughs> a great movie. Let's see. I've got my. Uh, there's lots of TPGs and lots of uh, the scan line generator pictures. Yeah. 
my my painting of Homer Simpson's uh, Rubik's Cube bust. Did you actually paint that? Yeah, that's mine. Sweet. Well, that's right. Yeah, Aaron, you're like a painter, like for reals, you painter. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, for yeah. for reals. Yeah. Indeed. All right. I, yeah. I don't think we ever talked about on the uh, these little hangouts. No, I never knew that artistic side. Yeah, since we moved, I haven't done any painting, so it's been like nine months. I've got to I've got to get my stuff out again, but and set up. But uh, what about teaching? Because like you're you're teaching as well, like painting. Yeah, well, I was teaching drawing online. Right now, I don't have any students, but I was uh, I was teaching one or two students a month. For like the past four or five years. Whoa! Look at that. Is that <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little plug for you. Wow, oh, that yeah. test pattern generator is huge. That, well, it looks I like got the miniaturized one. <laughs> yeah. it that, like that won't I'm, fit in your pocket, that's for sure. It looks <laughs> like I'm sitting on it. Like I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the grin on your face? You come included with every sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm a little TPG gnome. You yeah. should make some action figures, and yeah. I, I, I still think that that is my my most viewed video to date. Is this oh really? Oh, that's cool. I think so, uh, I'll go double check here. Free pocket crafty mech with every TPG. Yeah, let's see if I can. Three hundred nineteen views. Uh, mine's still uh, top ten Freddy Cougar kills part two. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just use this as our logo, guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're worried about name infringement. How, how about that? That was such an awesome photo. We should put a little logo right on the penis itself, the arcade hangout. <laughs> John's <laughs> arms have gotten really skinny. <laughs> Uh, but here's here's the other one that um I that's my other favorite off the internet. Oh god! <laughs> Crack kills. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We gotta share it. Oh boy. That is oh so sweet bad. Jesus! How does that dude? <laughs> his his butt is perfectly fine. His yeah, his butt starts about midway up his back. <laughs> it starts in his tits. <laughs> yeah. Wrap that line around. His 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 butt starts at his tits. We don't need to watch that anymore. Yeah, he's got a butt <laughs> crack in the front. Uh, sorry, Aaron. Actually, uh, the the first uh, episode of the uh, Nintendo Versus has has uh, surpassed. Oh, that's too bad. Nice. So that one for a long time was the uh, most viewed episode that I had. Wow, that's cool. But no, the uh, first episode I ever did, which is horrible to watch, like I can't even watch anymore. That one has uh, almost twice as many views now. Wow, yeah. cool! That one's up over six hundred. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost at uh, right, almost at two hundred subscribers. Woo! <laughs> Wait, is, is that what's what's Joe at? You got to be creeping up behind, oh, right no. behind. Joe's got a ton. Does he really? I think so. Yeah. I'm curious now. 
see. Uh, 966 subscribers. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, Joe's taking off. But his channel's only got 45,000 views. It's crazy how this stuff works. What's his most viewed video? Probably a gameplay. Are you smiling at these kangaroos getting it on? <laughs> Are you look, still looking at my uh, <laughs> my pictures? Uh, probably. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of uh, New Zealand and Australia photos on there, too. Yeah. See, I only have a total of 3,500 views. His most viewed video is uh, from one year ago, just of his arcade. It's got 3,000 views. Nice. So that's a pretty substantial subscriber-to-view ratio. Yeah, totally. I don't know why he doesn't do his more arcade stuff. Well, that's what people watch. I mean, all of his top-viewed stuff on the whole page, he doesn't have... There's no beer reviews. Yeah. I mean, no one watches that. It's it's hard. I watch the beers that I'm curious about, but, like, he puts out a lot of stuff, and I, I frankly, I'm just not that much of a beer snob. Right. I'm in the same boat. And it's not, even well, though I think that Joe is a beer snob, I'm not calling him a beer snob, but it's like, I don't really know hops for hops, and... I'd rather just taste it for myself. Well, yeah, uh, yeah and with the way one person describes it doesn't necessarily mean that's the way you're going to take it if you drink it, either. Right. I understand why he does them, plus they're, like, super easy to do, because all he does is sit in front and drink. <laughs> I think he said, that, like, in one of one of his posts, or he was on the Arcade Outsiders thing, where it only takes him, like, 15 minutes yeah. to, to record, edit, and upload, like, one of his beer reviews. <laughs> it's, like, nothing. Right. Well, I mean, he has, like, 98% beer reviews, and... Yeah, and I watch all of his arcade ones. Like his most recent, his uh, uh, the six pack one. I watch that one. You know, I like his arcade stuff, but I just I, I like beer, but I just I'm not enough into it to be able to really appreciate the beer reviews. Right. I'm the same way. <laughs> well, I guess he doesn't really. I mean, does he really work on his games? Because I know for the longest time they kept bugging him about not even having a multimeter and stuff, right? <laughs> I just came across that episode. So. I'm not really sure if he, you know, other than, I guess, playing some games, if he really knows, like, anything to talk about, maybe. Right. But he could, I don't know. Still, he has a multimeter now, I know that for sure. Right. <laughs> he bought it live on the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, think, um, I think he still has a lot of games that he could do gameplay videos on. And yeah, people would watch that. Yeah, more gameplay. Yeah, I mean that's easy to do. If you want to talk about easy stuff? Jeez, all you're doing is playing a game and talking about it. But if you're not, if you're not all that great at it, though, you maybe you don't want to do a video on it. Oh, of the game itself? Like yeah. If you're not, yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, like I'd be embarrassed playing half the games I have because I'm not very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like eyes. Like I don't think I could. I mean, I'm terrible at that. Maybe I could do two that two hundred thousand you just posted. Maybe on eyes, that would be a good score for me though. I I was so like a, after I did that two ten or whatever, which is not that great of a game. I um could not even touch it, and then I had a two twenty four, and I'm like, I'm done. This sucks. I'm not gonna get a good score tonight. Like, what's what would be a good score for you? Uh anything above two fifty is typically a decent score for me. Yeah. I had that two eighty four, and that was my best. But if I um, 
if I can get to the sixth level, that's good for me too. Because as soon as like uh, the levels start getting difficult, I for me at least, uh, right around four and five. Four four starts getting tough. Five is ridiculously stupid because it gets to the point where as soon as like one of the enemies is in line with you, as soon as it like sees you, they shoot instantly. Like you can't even react that quick. So yet right. it it becomes, it becomes like a Pac-Man game where you're just avoiding them. Right. Um, I think that's kind of a strategy I'm starting to go with is to not try to limit as many times as I shoot the enemies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's because I think they get smarter, but at the same time, you I mean you have an idea of where they're going to spawn. They're going to spawn wherever they were, but if they're all bunched together, you don't know if oh crap I'm a, I'm in like near one of their spawning areas, and they can they'll shoot instantly. So. Yeah, as soon as they spawn, they'll fire at you. So, yeah, at least if you don't kill them, you know where they are the whole time. Right. Yeah. Does the uh, does the board layout ever change, or does that stay the same? No, it changes. It changes? Okay. Yeah. The colors and stuff, the enemies. Um, so, like, levels one through... Levels one and two, there's only four enemy eyes. And three, there's five... In level three, there's five... And then, and uh, four is where they start getting real difficult. Um, five is just stupid. Like they just get like ridiculously smart. And I know that on the flyer it talks about. Um, I should see if I could find that. It talks about like it kind of gives you hints at how the levels differ in terms of um, the enemies. Like I think level five, it's like don't use shortcuts is the slogan, and um, because if you use the shortcuts, the enemies will just stop and they'll wait for you to come out. Oh. It's kind of, yeah. If I can find that. I posted, I was, I was asking for, like, tips and stuff. You know, should I point press on, a le- on the first level and just keep shooting the enemies and stuff? And one dude that chimed in said, don't point press, just blast your levels as fast as you can. And uh, he didn't really have any tips, though, as far as, like, a pattern goes. So I don't know if there's an, an exact science to that or not. What is, uh, you know, uh, Sean plays that, Sean, Sean, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he plays those quite a He plays eyes quite a bit. Or he used to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, we, we played a two-player game a few times at his party. Oh, cool, okay. Uh, but neither of us could put up, we were both pretty drunk, we couldn't put up a score to save our lives. Oh, here. Um, I guess I could share this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, is this working? We see you. You see me? Yeah. Uh, oh, I have to go share. Uh, so you see this? Nope. You see at, the, at the top, say present to everybody. Where's it say? Oh. There. Oh. Oops. You had it up for a minute. It's pretty nice. There you go. You see you see the just for fun, the maybe I can only do it. Eight fantastic modes to play through. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Stop pre- why why does it keep saying I'm presenting? I'm not presenting. Stop it. I'm doing it. Present now show your screen. 
Yeah, show your screen. Oh, shit. <laughs> ah, this is confusing. Apparently, when you share your screen, I have to present it. Oh, I gotcha. No big deal, Jim. It's just live. Yeah, yeah. There's already a million people. Hey, we got three viewers right now, guys. Okay, so now you can. So, in other words, now you can see it. No, no. Yeah. Now you need to present it. No, we just still just see you. Yeah, we still see you. Nope, still see you. How, how about that? Obviously black. Oh, there it goes. Okay, got it. Don't touch anything. Just for fun, we only have eyes for you. Eight fantastic modes to play through, each with its own personality. So yeah, I, I don't know if um, yeah, I don't know if like after level eight, I would assume they just repeat. But um, I mean, like the first level is stupid easy. Like they hardly even fire at you, and they're moving super slow. And then two, they start they fire quicker at you. Um, I don't know what it means. Don't look up. Like if you move up, they are smarter or, or what? But and they start introducing the fifth enemy. I think in stage three. Sweet gal, coming on strong. Yeah. Keep keep scrolling down. Oh yeah. Uh, that's it. Total of eight different screens: electrical, AC, 100, 120, 220. Yeah, I mean it. It it shows you, uh, you know, which stage you're on, which I think is kind of cool, actually. <laughs> in the in the center there, but yeah, I have no idea how insane level seven and eight must be, but. How people it, put up like million points on this game is beyond me. I like how it shows you the uh, profiles of the cocktail and the upright. Yeah, that was cool. It's a small game though. I mean, I like I like um, how small they are. I think uh, I think it's smaller than Miss Pac-Man, cabinet-wise. All right. That one person. Did you see that thread that where they posted the cocktail that they had of eyes? No. That that looked actually pretty darn sweet. I should see if I could find that club. All right, I'll um. You can stop. Yeah. Yeah. What are the other threads you got open there? Uh, Super Mario something. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else did I have up? Yeah. How much porn you had up there? Yeah. yeah. Well, you I've got three screens. No. I should see if I can find that um, cocktail. So Chris, we haven't talked about your. Do you have a Do you have a wife, girlfriend? I got two exes that uh, were going to be gold digging biatches, but uh, got rid of them pretty quick. One of them wanted marriage, baby, and joint bank account within uh, two weeks and three Oof. romps in the bedroom. It's like, uh, no, that's not something you asked for. <laughs> Wow. And what's that uh, board set you got sitting behind you? Board set? I don't know. You got, is that a PCB sitting there behind you there, right? Oh, yeah. There's like PCBs. Oh, no. This oh, right no, here? That's a tool set. That's a tool set. Oh, all right. But uh, uh, one, well, it's off camera right now, but it's the uh, box that has the PCB for track and field ah. with the wiring harness on top of it. And what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I was drink. <laughs> forgot to go to the beer store after work, so I'm stuck drinking my mom's Coors. 
white, <laughs> and it is disgusting. So now I'm on to water. <laughs> get up and get ready for work in a whopping two hours. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> I, I got to go to the beer store. I got, I got a skid of empties I got to take out of the basement. <laughs> skid. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole pallet. <laughs> uh, close Time. to it. Time to bring the forklift in. Yeah, he's either forklift to move his fucking empties. <laughs> uh, actually, that's my, how my cousins from the Maritimes do it. They go to the beer store twice a week or twice a year. Maritimes is back east, gentlemen. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, above Maine and that or Maine and a little more east. Well, uh, Gleek uh, or the Gleek. Um, yeah, you know, I, I friended he, he friended on Tapped In or that that beer app, you know. And yeah. When he checks in, he checks in like seven or eight beers at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, holy cow! Is that one? And like in a weeknight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus, check out Joe and uh, Gak tonight. They've checked in on how many beers tonight. I haven't even uh, started using that app yet. I just like officially signed up for it, but I haven't uh, haven't logged anything or whatever. You check in. Yeah. It. yeah. Seems like a lot of work. It does. I just want to drink. It is, but the thing is, like, if you're drinking a lot of variety of different beers, um, it's nice to keep track of it. Where it's like, you know, oh, hey, you know, I I, I tried a, an IPA or a saison or. Um, you know, a, a Bach from, from this company, did I like it? And so it's like a nice way to keep track of like what you've had and do you want to have it again? I do a similar thing with uh, barbecue. <laughs> that's, that's right. You guys, you and uh, Zoltan were talking about that. Yeah. Is there like a, a basted app or a brisket? <laughs> brisket no, app I, I, I wanted to make one actually. How about a burger app? <laughs> like I just had the app. best bacon cheeseburger ever. There might be one of those. Don't know. Probably is. Yeah. Uh -oh. oh, I lost my video camera. Yeah, just... right. It's a good. It's a good freeze frame. You're like sitting pensively. There. How's that? <laughs> Much better. Actually, I prefer this. <laughs> oh, it just goes green now. That's too bad. <laughs> My phone must have died. Well, yep, it did. Ah, well. After one, so speaking of dying. Yeah, it's <laughs> not the end of the world. Not a bad time. No, it's actually a pretty good time. Getting tired myself. You never saw Buffett's lasagna. No, I'm sad. I'm sad. No, I ate it, and you guys were y'all yakking about something. I forget what it was, and <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> we were probably talking about your beard. <laughs> you may that, have been. Who knows? You know, I don't know. I thought, that, I thought that, that was your lasagna, was the beard. Yeah, I thought that was, like, what you are referring to. That's a code word. <laughs> no, no, I had a little small pan of lasagna. It was delicious. <laughs> Meat lovers from Stouffer's. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. You finished the whole pan? Yeah, it wasn't that big. It was, I don't know, six, six by five or something. It wasn't that big. It was a baby. <laughs> yeah, I normally have, like, the 
nine by seven normally, or whatever it is, to ten by eight, whatever it is. So but how long is, is that? Oh, not inch and a half. Yeah, It's the one that's supposedly supposed to feed two people, but it's really only meant for one good meal for per person. And then the bigger, the mid-sized one is the one that should feed two people. And then you've got the gargantuan that's supposed to feed like six, but it only feeds like three real in reality. On the side, garlic bread. I could have had a salad. I got cucumbers and tomatoes and corn and other things in the garden. I could have gone on down there and picked it out, but I didn't feel, feel like unplugging the troll and fumbling in the dark for fruits and vegetables. Fuck it, fuck it. You know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> so. All right, guys. All right, guys. All right, hey. Hey. Night, everybody. Y'all getting, getting all over your fear of being on live now? Is that what it is? I just forgot. I, just forget. <laughs> I forgot yeah, to. There you go. That's all you got to do. Just forget. Well, all right. Well, yeah, right, see you guys, guys next, next week. week. Sounds, yep. good. Sounds good. Absolutely. Peace, everybody.